Welcome to a very special Couch Crouches. No, not really. Welcome to Couch Crouches. This is Jim. I'm Joe. Hey, what's up? So, I don't know, this, this one's for Gonzo. Oh, here, let me get mine. Let's see. You're a failure. Yeah. Oh, we haven't done this in a while. Or even better. <laughs> that one. I feel like we haven't done that in a very long time. Okay. Oh. Now that that's out of the way. <laughs> How you doing, Joe? Uh, you know, doing pretty good. Uh, Gonzo is once again um, taking this week off. Uh, again. Yeah. Um, it, it's one like what I said to Gonzo on, uh, on Instant Messenger. Because uh, Gonzo was like, "Oh, I'm missing episodes." I'm like, "Nah, dude. Like, you've been ca- you, you carried he Joe's carried, absentee yeah. ass for like and you he's know got, months. Yeah. He's got valid reasons. Yeah. <laughs> yours, yours was some bullshit that we should eventually go through. Um, Although he did say he could come late night tomorrow, but we decided Tuesday was a better day anyway. Yeah, and I don't want to record at nine thirty at night. Yeah. Although it's already almost nine o'clock, yeah. but still, um, I get up early in the morning. No, we're not. We're, we'll be all right. Yeah. Um, so what's new? How are you? How's the new apartment? New apartment's coming along. Got a couch. It's all the living room is almost entirely put together. Bathroom is done. Kitchen is most of the way done. Bedroom is on its way. Uh, and then we work on the last two uh, Janine's craft room yeah. slash hangout room, and then the spare bedroom slash office where all the empty boxes are right now. I heard you got yourself a sweet ass microwave. I did, thanks yeah. to uh, <coughs> thanks to you, Jim. Yeah. I got I got your Fucking original microwave from your first Jesus. apartment. Jesus! All right, so that microwave, <laughs> that microwave. Holy shit! Is that true? That microwave is l- at least 18 years old. Wow. That that microwave is old enough to fuck. Yes. <laughs> it might be 19 years old, actually. Mm. I'm not going to fuck the microwave, though. I mean... I feel like that's how... Although, I think there was an episode of South Park where they did that and their balls grew. <laughs> their balls like grew. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, yeah, that's that, that that's ridiculous. Um, no, glad 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 to hear everything's working out. Yeah, yeah. how's everything going around here? Um, I I started a job a couple. It's been about a month into the job now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Doesn't suck. Um, uh, the boy continues right. to grow, continues to consume. He is. He's becoming a small human. Yes, he's less yeah. of an infant, more of a small human yeah. at this point. He uh is definitely adopting um. Human characteristics, mm. like personality characteristics, stuff like that. So he was making some faces when you were doing the nail cutting. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. He he was having none of it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was like, "Fuck that noise." Yeah, yeah. That, that doesn't surprise me. Um, again, you should see when he when, when we bathe him. We bathed him today, and you know, it it was just it, it was funny. It was really funny. He just was not having mm. any of it. Just. So you, you go to you go to put him in, and you know, and at first you know you, you know you go and you're taking his clothes off, and you're like, oh, hey, Peter, taking your clothes off, it's gonna be fine. Yeah, no, no, this horrible thing isn't about to happen. It's okay. And then you know he uh, you know put it together, and uh, 
He's just not fucking happy about it. Um, mm. Yeah, that's all right. Um, yeah, so and he starts yelling and screaming. And, and, and Does he have like a little flotation device? or No, what we do is we put him in... Um, it's, it's, for lack of a better term, wait, it's shaped like a flower. Um, oh, it, so it's like a tiny... It's a little... because we, So we put them in the sink. We put the flower in the sink. Right. And then you fill the, the sink with some water. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, you put the baby right. in the sink. So Yeah, I guess he is still yeah. small to be in a bath bath. Um, it's about time. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it's, it's about time um, that we... That's the age. You get the bath toys. Tell ya. Hell Rubber yeah. ducky, here yeah. we go. But he was um Yeah, so we we'd we'd put him in the bath and immediately it would just, you know, go badly for everybody. Yeah. So um what are you gonna do? So all right. So where are we here? All right, I guess we can just you know, what else is going on in the world? Yeah. Uh we got, uh, if anybody... <laughs> Boring intro. <laughs> if anybody needs anything to do on, uh, I believe it's March 22nd and 23rd, yeah, they, you can uh, come to New Britain High School to see In the Heights. You'll see me for all of two seconds when I'm pushed out by the stage crew to take a bow with them. Which, I don't know. I don't like to go out because it's the kids' show, and I'm just there making sure that they're doing what they're supposed to do, but they all really like it when I'm there because I don't I'm not a teacher with them most of the time like yeah. if they're fucking up I'll tell them hey stop fucking around and they're like oh you cursed at us and it's like yeah what are you gonna do I'm not a teacher motherfucker yeah. I'm not a teacher motherfucker um, so so they you know I like today at rehearsal I was hanging out with a bunch of the kids and I was just shooting the shit with them having a good time so they like it when I come out on stage I had one of the the girl playing Nina when she doesn't, she doesn't have to come out for the entire opening number. So she was like, "Hey, well, they're on stage. Do you want to just like have a dance battle to to the opening number?" And I was like, "Fuck yeah, let's do it!" <laughs> so, so I realized what I was trying to do before and why it didn't work. So, I put the baby in the tub, and he yeah. goes, "Oh no, it didn't work. Son of a bitch." All right, fuck it, didn't work. It's all right. <clears throat> I hate you. Scream all. noise. Yeah, well, I was trying to do something funny that you wouldn't necessarily get. Let me just just do this real quick. <sighs> See if this works. All right. I mean, I kind you of can hear, I can yeah, hear in the background. It was Sam Kennison. What are you gonna do? All right, so let's put that back in before I forget. That's an oxen right there. It's good. Okay. <clears throat> blah, 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 blah. So, um. Thanks to those of you who listened to our uh, Captain Marvel yeah. episode. Uh, we apologize if it was a little um, subdued. We were really fucking tired. Yes. Um, and also, we didn't want to talk a whole bunch. I almost today did a news article that could have been spoilerish for Captain Marvel, and I decided against it because I feel like we should. Oh, still, the one about the scrolls? Yeah. 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 I, feel I, like I we read that still as well. Hold off. Yeah. Um, needless to say, go see Captain Marvel. It's a very good movie. Um, uh, I I think it's um, I don't know I I, I I just I hate I read a whole thing. men yeah of a certain uh, proclivity uh, I just I, 
why? Yeah. Why? Why do you have to hate? Why do you have to try to hate? Why is this a problem for you? Mm -hmm. If you don't want it, why don't you just not be involved in it? Right. I I just. (laughs) And you know what? People want to be bitter. I mean, but, you know, I read an article today and it's not in the news. But, you know, I voiced my concern about Captain Marvel being too powerful. Mm. And Kevin Feige gave a fairly good explanation as to why it's not going to be a problem. And it's effectively, we're going to make, we make the characters as powerful as appropriate for the movie. Yeah. And it's like, you know, part of you is like, well, continuity wise, that's bullshit. Well, you know what? Narrative wise, it's not. So shut Mm. the fuck up. So I don't know. None of them had a problem when Thor showed up and immediately destroyed Thanos's fucking entire ground forces. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> it, it, yeah. So, I agree. Yeah, I agree. So, um, yeah, Thor really did increase exponentially in yeah. power as the movies, uh, you know, as the movies uh, progressed. So, yeah. All right. <clears throat> I guess uh, with that, we'll move to the news. You want to go first or you want me to? Yeah, sure. I'll go first. Um, I'm getting this from a couple of different sources, including um, Deadline, uh, Collider, and The Hollywood Reporter. Um, Disney's acquisition of Fox will be finalized March 20th, 2019. Um, that's, you know, it's, uh, that's the closing date for its acquisition of key entertainment assets from 21st Century Fox. For a reminder, that was a $71.3 billion transaction. Um, You know, that's, that's very close to the drop of Avengers Endgame. I wonder if there's going to be some stuff in that post-credit scene. I don't know. I'm just saying, um... You've killed, uh, you've killed or defeated or done whatever to Thanos. He's in space prison. Movie's over. Doctor Fucking Doom is your is your you know revealed to be your villain. Um, I come enough to fill a dump truck. <laughs> so I, that's yeah that that was there. <laughs> Actually, that's a line from a movie. Uh, you ever see Roadhouse? Yeah. So Terry Funk is in it, and he's a, he's a wrestler, mm. but he plays one of the bad guy. He's one of the guys they fire from the bar initially because yeah. he's um yeah you know, he's got a bad attitude, likes to beat people up, and it's the first time he meets Patrick uh, uh, Patrick Swayze. Mm-hmm. I said Patrick Stewart. <laughs> it would be a completely different movie with Patrick Stewart. Um, he looks at him and goes, oh, "I hear you got balls big enough to come in a dump truck." <laughs> wow, that's fantastic. Um, I feel like professional wrestlers always get the best lines in movies. I ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> Goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus. Watch a slack jaw that's in here. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, um yeah, the the twelve oh two AM EST on March twentieth, twenty nineteen. They um Fox shareholders will have until Thursday to choose. This is actually in the article. Mm. Fox shareholders will have until Thursday to choose the amount of cash and Disney stock to receive. So, just yeah, just 
By the way, Disney stock is valued at $38 a share. Mm. That's not bad. I think I own like 0.1% of a Disney. There you go. Um, yeah. So, I mean, there we are. It, it's going to happen. Um, it, it's going to happen. Uh, keep in mind on, on the bad end of this whole thing, um, more than likely... 4,000 people will lose their jobs yeah. from this happening. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I mean, obviously Disney will do the smart thing and will cherry pick right. yeah. um, the talent that they want to keep. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, 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 the deadline article goes out of the way to say that, you know, while the, the deal may be coming to a close, it still could take years to yeah. assimilate the Fox properties and employees under the Disney umbrella. Right, yeah. Um, so it could be a while before you see it. But, but then again, maybe not. Mm. And I'll go with the theory that I gave, I believe I gave it last week. I am truly of the belief that what was going on with Fox was happening long before it actually got announced. Mm. Now, I'm not saying the Disney Fox thing. Yeah. But Murdoch... Um, actively looking to shop out 20th century and 21st century Fox, mm. actively looking to shop it out. And I think that Marvel slash Disney knew it was going to happen and knew that they would likely be able to deal with whoever they sold it to, to come right. in and go, let's co-produce like we did with Sony and Spider-Man. Let's, mm. you know, or, you know, wow, if that becomes a possibility, we can right. go in and buy it. We're Disney, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so I feel like there may be infrastructure in place. Yeah. You know, um, at least on the Marvel side. Mm. They're, they're, you know. Um, I one can of the see Marvel and Star Wars possibly too. I well, something like... else to think about um, with Star Wars, one of the things they do is they get back the distribution rights right. for those first six movies. Mm -hmm. And that's huge. Yeah. Um, yeah. And one of the things that people are hoping for, and I feel like because of the way that Disney loves to make a buck yeah. and the way they make a buck, um, they make a buck. from the Disney vault, the original cinematic cut of Star and, Wars, yeah. you know, if not a remastered cut mm -hmm. to make it pretty, but not, you know, not but with any of that. De-Lucasified. Yeah. Um, I really think that could happen. Um, I could imagine that. I know that Gonzo is waiting with bated breath for a clean release of the Star Wars Holiday Special. Yes. <laughs> but I've always said that you can't watch the Star Wars Holiday Special mm -hmm. without the fucking commercials from the 1970s. Like, it makes the experience. Mm. So can we, I think you weren't here, I don't think, when we talked about this. Gonzo's like, well, they could have some commercials in it. Like, they could go and they could, like, put in old commercials and... They could do that, Gonzo. Yeah. You're not wrong, but they won't. Um, Especially if like it's for a company that no longer exists or something like that. No, that would be even more awesome. Yeah. Like, TWA does <laughs> something. Like, yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, so yeah, I think it's exciting. Um, I think that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Uh, holy shit! Is that true? Hold on. What? Where's that from? That's from today as well. Oh, I'm giving that one as well later. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. What's yours? All right. So, <coughs> bow, 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 bow. this is your Dooku update. Dark Universe Cinematic Universe. It's still happening. It's still happening. And The Invisible Man is our uh, property that we're looking into now. 
so according to that hashtag show, a new report from them, uh, Universal Pictures is in talks with Army Hammer and Alexander Skarsgård. Both of them are in consideration for the film's lead role of sociopath Adrian Griffin in the upcoming Invisible Man film. So why hire a big actor to play See, the Invisible Man? I think I think Army Hammer has a recognizable voice. I also think Army Hammer needs something under his belt that isn't completely trash, which I feel like this movie is going to do very poorly in the box office and it's just going to be another one of those <coughs> on Army Hammer's record. Um, <laughs> Poor bastard. I mean, yeah, I, the guy is not untalented in, by any stretch of uh, He's means. fine. He's, he's fine. Yeah. He's, <clears throat> he's thoroughly... He's a solid seven. He's, yeah, he's... I don't know. You he know. was definitely not the worst part of that Lone Ranger movie. That title goes to old Invisible Man, Johnny Depp. I, I, I mean... <laughs> that movie was fucking... There was a lot wrong with that yeah. movie. Um, um, yeah. And he also, like, his role in the social network as the Winklevoss twins, he does a very nice job in that. Yeah. Um, I saw J. Edgar with him and Leo DiCaprio, and that movie wasn't any good at no? all. At all. But, okay. Uh, I, and, I mean... Alexander Scars. It's interesting that they're going with these two very buff, handsome buff handsome, men to yeah. play an invisible fucking man. Which makes me think there's gonna the story itself. It says is based on the 1897 sci-fi novel of the same name yeah, by H.G. Wells. H.G. Wells. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll see. So. Um, Universal is currently reconsidering its approach to the uh, the Dooku. Um, so they have postponed both Bride of Frankenstein and Invisible Man, but they're they're reworking they're reworking it. So anybody out there like me who's getting who's getting ready for your next Dooku drop, Invisible Man, your next Dooku drop. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. All right. What do you got? Um, I dropped my last one, which is a fucking rumor, in in favor of this one. What do you got? I want to hear um, it. Supposedly, and this, according to SlashFilm.com, mm-hmm. says that we have exclusively learned that Marvel Studio. Well, let me ask you a question first before mm-hmm. I get into this. Um, you read comics when you're a kid? Do you read mm-hmm. Marvel comics when you're a kid? Uh, a little bit here. Do you ever there. read What If? Yes. Okay. So Marvel Studios is producing a What If TV series for Disney Plus. That's cool. That could be really fucking. That's cool. yeah. There were some really cool um, storylines in the What If. There were two that were my particular favorites. Was one of them Wolverine Vampire? Yes, it is. What if Wolverine? I think we talked about this before. Yeah, what like if Wolverine that. became like King of the one. Vampires? <laughs> um, also, what if Wolverine became an agent of Shield? Hmm. Was another cool one. The only problem with the Wolverine Agent of Shield was it was drawn by Rob Liefeld, and it looked very mm-hmm. much like it was drawn by Li- Rob Liefeld. Bad feet and everything. Yeah. Um, but in the end, he effectively um, orchestrates the assassination of Nick Fury and mm-hmm. becomes the head of Shield, <laughs> and like does stuff like um, uses his influence in Shield to uh, wipe out the Mutant Registration Act, um, cancel the Sentinel program, and stop governmental um, abuse of mutants. Like mm-hmm. really, like stuff like that. Um, 
so back then Black Widow had like a like big lots yeah, of hair, right. like bouffant hair. Yeah. And like so like at one point she's just got all this hair and he's like he's like your hair bothering you, darling? Let me do something about that. The next scene she's got like a bob mm-hmm. cuz like he's like let me do something about that snicked and a claw comes out in the next <laughs> scene she's got a fucking bob obviously he cut her hair. Yeah. Uh yeah, no that I mean that could be a lot of fun and it, you know it would be fun if you could um I don't know get like Marvel writers to write new what ifs. Marvel actors from the cinematic universe yeah. to do what ifs even or something, you know. I don't know, cool stuff like that. I think it would be a lot of fun. I bet they'd probably start with folks like Luke Cage and Daredevil doing what if stories with them and then work their way up. Or what if on that's how your, it's received. Yeah. Or or Loki. What if yeah. you had your Loki thing or mm-hmm. your or your 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 second tier Yeah. Avengers like Falcon and Winter Soldier and mm-hmm. Scarlet Witch and the Vision. Like you could do yeah. a lot of cool stuff. Um Yeah. Disney Plus is starting to look Disney, pretty fucking I'm, cool. I'm really interested in Disney Plus. I'm I'm thinking that I mean, it could be like Kevin Smith's writing a Howard the Duck cartoon, man. So I mean like, the net some of the best stuff on Netflix was their Marvel stuff and yeah. their Disney stuff. Like they had exclusive rights to drop a lot of Disney stuff. If they, you have not yet watched the second season of Luke Cage, get on that shit. It's so fucking good. Sorry. I'm behind on all that stuff. Um, so are we? We're catching up now. We're now on the third season of um, Daredevil. Yeah. And that's getting interesting. Is it? Yeah. I was still I'm very slowly working my way through season two of Jessica Jones. So. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a slog. Yeah. It's a slog. Um, but Daredevil, season three. Yeah. Pff, Wilson fucking Fisk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I gotta... it's awesome. I've heard nothing but exceptional things from Luke Cage season two. Luke Cage season two is spectacular. And the Punisher was fantastic as a series. Um, I'm enjoying I Daredevil. really need to watch season two. Of the pu- I love season one of The Punisher. I thought it was yeah. fucking fantastic. We haven't gotten to season two yet. So yeah, I mean, Disney Plus looks, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Netflix always had you know, I feel Disney like stuff. Disney Plus could be a Netflix killer. Well, I think if Netflix sticks to its original stuff, its own original mm-hmm. stuff and it does have stuff. it yeah. does have some good stuff yeah. on yeah. there, but like I, I don't think anything will be a, uh, a Netflix killer. I do think you'll see a mm. a portion of it. I think depending on how much Disney Plus charges per month, you might see some people jump. I mean, it's huge. Okay. I know that um, we're planning on getting it. Yeah, for so many different reasons. Oh, by the way, I, don't know if I saw the article last week. Um, they said that eventually, the every Disney animated film ever made will be on that station. Yeah. Like, and none of this return from the vault bullshit. Yeah. Like, if you want to watch a there. Disney movie, there it is. I um, wonder if they'll do all the like straight to DVD ones too. I don't know. Like fucking Aladdin two, Return of Jafar. How much would you be willing to pay for Disney Plus? <sighs> More than Netflix. What's Netflix at now? Eleven ninety nine. Eleven. Eleven ninety nine. Hulu without ads is at like twelve bucks mm-hmm. unless you get live, and right. then it's like forty bucks yep. or something. But I don't, I don't do live because um, I'm not home. I'm getting rid of Hulu. To, I like Hulu a lot. I like Hulu's selection of stuff better than Netflix at this point. Um, I don't watch anything on Hulu. Yeah. Um, uh, the only reason we had Hulu was because of the the CW shows, the right. CWDC shows. We're so fucking behind on those. I can just mm. watch them on Netflix. Yeah. Um. 
so we're gonna get rid of it. We don't we don't watch it. And for my live TV, um, I have Sling, mm-hmm. and I have like the low end Sling. Right. I really only have Sling, so I can watch. I, I run a wrestling podcast mm-hmm. to watch a lot of wrestling. So I would probably, I'd probably go like fifteen bucks. For Disney I'd pay, Plus. I'd pay twenty. I'd pay nineteen ninety nine. Um, because I'd use it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'd use it, and I'd use it a lot. I bet you they'll start out at like a ten to thirteen dollar a month level. I that's that's my thought as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they might jack up that price. I'll tell you, like one one of the best services out there. If you're, I mean, it's only you know obviously it's only for a niche, but is the WWE Network, mm-hmm. and their thing is so the WWE Network is ten dollars a month, nine ninety nine. But with that nine ninety nine, not only do you get like thousands of hours of like back shows and like right. old like they got like they've like collected like video libraries of like old wrestling organizations mm. and stuff like that, but you get every pay per view. Right. Yeah. So WWE Network pays for itself in two yeah, pay per views. Yeah. I mean, considering that, um, I, I'm pretty sure it costs sixty bucks, sixty five bucks for WrestleMania. Yeah. Just for WrestleMania. Like that, yeah. Um, so. But their 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 service is fantastic, like just the way it's structured and stuff like that. Mm. You know, if WWE, who is you know a huge billion you know billion dollar company, but is nothing compared to Disney, mm-hmm. has cracked the code that way. Um, for their niche, I mean, Disney can easily take you know a broad appeal model, yeah, have just as effective of a deep library and charge mm. twice as much for it. Right. So I could see $20 a month. Well, and they've got decades and decades and decades worth of content to, mm-hmm. to put up there. Yeah. I would, oh, they, they have, they have a hundred years. I would say, I think, uh, shit. When was the first Disney? When, when, when was Snow White? We'll start from there. Snow White was Snow it 1923? Was something like that. Yeah. 1937, so 1920, 1937. We're, we're right. coming up on a hundred years of Disney though. Yeah. So, but yeah. Um, so I'm just telling you, man. Just yeah, that was 1923. Okay, yeah. Uh, Disney Studios was founded in 1923, mm. right? So that, that's what I thought. Ooh, I wonder. Ooh, so 19, so 2023. I wonder what they're gonna do for their Something 100th big. anniversary. Some very big. That's a big fucking deal. That's gonna be huge. Um, you got any other? Uh, got, got any other news? One other article. I have uh, Neil Gaiman was at uh, South by Southwest uh, for Good Omens, which is uh, coming to Amazon soon. Looks very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was on a panel for it, and somebody asked him a question about the likelihood of uh, them making a Sandman TV series slash movie, um, which he responded with... Um, the Endless are owned by DC Comics slash Time Warner and not by me. Um, I think uh, as days go on and as years go on, the possibility of a Sandman thing will happen. Uh, obviously, will increase continually, but I have no say in anything. So he seems to think that Warner Brothers and DC Comics and everything uh, are going to put something forward. And I think that's a pretty safe bet. So I have so many potential problems with that. Yeah. Um, 
that could all be that could all be solved mm-hmm. if they put it on TV mm-hmm. and gave it to like Berlanti to to mm-hmm. to to do. I I don't want to make like a, like like a CW show like like a sh- like a shirtless boy show, mm-hmm. but because CW shows are not just shirtless boy I mean, shows yeah, for fuck's it's... sake. But I mean, you give it to someone that can do a long term series of mm. things, and you could very easily do Sandman. Um, I think attempting to do, I mean, we've talked about this. It'd be very difficult. You could do the early storylines mm-hmm. um, fairly easily in a couple of films. Like the first book, I really think the Preludes and Nocturnes, which we cast, go back in the archives, Couch Crouches. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, podbean.com slash couch mm-hmm. Um Back in the archives. Or just, you know, check uh, you know, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or mm-hmm. any of our other um, streaming outlets. Um, I like that would have to be like a three-hour movie. Yeah, that'd be. And, <coughs> and the way that, straight up the way that movies are made these days by studios, I mean, that could I could easily see somebody saying, we're going to make this into three movies just for Preludes and Nocturnes. I mean, I could see you like doing like Preludes and then another movie, Nocturnes. It would be mm. stupid, but you could. Yeah. I mean, and mind you, because those are written as comic books, really, they are kind of self-contained. Mm. So, I don't know. Um, I'm very reticent to see a... Um, I think... Um, I don't know movie. how the... American Gods TV show is doing. I know they have a second season that's coming soon. It's supposed to be pretty good. Um, but I also don't know how much it follows the book anymore. That's true. Or yeah. if at all. Like I don't know. I, I have I not watched, watched an episode yet. I watched the f- first episode, and it seemed pretty faithful to the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next time on... American Gods seemed also like the meeting with Chernabog and everything seemed very faithful to the book. Um, but I didn't watch it and I don't know how it's doing, but I'm, I'm wondering if that show is doing well and if Good Omens does well, if people, if more people will want to start making game and related TV shows and, and things of that nature which I feel like Sandman is probably a fairly recognizable one from him. Well, I mean, it's it's his. Yeah, it's the beginning. It's, when yeah. I when I when I met him, um, a couple of people that came before me, and so my friend Mary, you know Mary, mm-hmm. Mary Rowan, got she's friends with him, so it got us to to meet him. Um, we actually talked to him for like a half an hour, forty minutes. It was actually really cool. Like, I have pictures. I was mm-hmm. so, I'm so fucking dopey about it. But like you know, some of the people we were with, like Yoshi, was like, "I've been your friend. I've been your fan since Stardust." And I was like, I was like "Oh, I've been your fan since American Gods." I'm like, um, "I've been a fan of yours since Sandman Number One." He's like, "Oh, so you've been with me since the beginning?" I said, "Yes, sir." So, um, I feel like it's he's got a really funny story about Rob Zombie. Yeah, it's really funny about how Rob Zombie was afraid of a spider in the bathroom. Yeah, really I feel like that's something that if these things are doing well. He's definitely going to be one to push that. Well, the smartest thing to do, the smartest thing to do mm-hmm. would be to at the very least make him a producer, mm. if not have him run the show. Yeah. So I'm nervous about it. We'll see what happens. Yeah. 
This is all just speculating. Do you want to drop your rumor news at all or no? Um, there's a rumor that um, there's a rumor that um, Disney is looking at. This is a very Disney heavy. Mm-hmm. Disney is looking at uh, making a Knights of the Old Republic television show. I'd watch that. So would I too. And but I, but I believe it's Knights of the Old Republic. There. Well, and this is the thing. Who knows about the rumor? Um, uh, possibly about characters from the game. So it'd be like a Revan story. I I don't know how much um, credence I give to it, but I've seen it on a number of outlets in the past couple of days. I mean, it's something that fans of Knights of the Old Republic have been clamoring for since playing that playing that first game. Right. Like, it's something that Star Wars fans want to see that whole time period is something that Star Wars fans want to get more into. I'm, and Disney wants to make money. Like, I just, it seems like a no-brainer to me, but... I don't know. I feel like there's um, extra layers of complication when doing something like that just because of the fact that it was a video game. And yeah. I don't know. Um, also, I feel like... So the problem with doing something old, the 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 problem and the benefit of doing something old in public is it's thousands of years yeah. before Star Wars, which is when when they were giving uh, Ryan Johnson his own trilogy, they were wondering if it was going to be like an old Republic thousands of years before anything happened, so that or thousands of years after things happened, just like somewhere off in the off in the universe so that he could just do whatever he wanted with it. Well, he's not indicated one way or the other. Where right, it is, yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, Knights of the Old Republic happens 4,000 years, mm-hmm. you know, before the formation of the Galactic Empire. Right, yeah. So... I'm also kind of interested to see the uh, the showrunners for Game of Thrones are getting... I think they're producing... A series. A series as well, which that I'm very interested in because... There have been a few not so great seasons of Game of Thrones, but but when they decided finally to completely break away from the books and do some stuff, they've had some incredible moments. Oh yeah, absolutely. In that show. Absolutely. All right. <sighs> anyway, that was fun. So, um, Joe, yes, do me a favor. Okay. Cover real quick. Okay. Are you? No, I don't have to go to the bathroom. Okay. I just I have to grab my inhaler real quick. Okay. Uh well, hello everyone. As I was saying earlier, um if you're looking for something to do uh March twenty second and twenty third, I will be stage managing New Britain High School's production of In the Heights. Uh directed by a friend of the show, Jason Ferrandino. Um he's a lovely man. Uh, the kids have been putting in a whole lot of work. Well, most of them have been, but we won't get too far into it. If you come see the show, I'm sure you can tell who's been putting in work and who hasn't. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. There's a show uh, Friday night at 7 o'clock, and then Saturday afternoon at 2 o'clock, and then another one Saturday night at 7 o'clock. All tickets are $10. Uh, they're doing. They're changing the price scheme, trying to get more people to come. Uh, I had a conversation with the kids earlier today, like I was saying, where they have really, they've, the ones that have been putting in work have been really pushing to try to get some extra advertising and things out there, trying to get people to come see this production. So if you have a heart and you feel like seeing a high school production of a show, 
It's not a bad one to see. I, uh, I'll be sending uh, Jason a, a bill for the. Yeah. <sighs> so you got that out of you? Yeah. Feel good. Um, yeah. So fucking wow, what a day. Um, I also want to remind you that since we're plugging stuff, right. that uh, uh, from week to week. Um, I run a uh, professional wrestling podcast called Marking the Territory, um, of which there was a commercial mm-hmm. for that very podcast on here not too long ago. Um, you can find us everywhere else. You can you know you can find us on Podbean um, uh, at M the Territory on Twitter, um, Facebook.com slash Marking the Territory. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, on YouTube, marking the territory. Please don't ask about the Couch Crouch's YouTube channel. I haven't had a chance to go on there and do anything yet. Um, yeah, so check us out if you like professional wrestling. Um, lately, it's been very WWE heavy, but that's going to change as we go. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, just right now, that's what has been really the big main thing going on in in the wrestling world. So, can I plug one more thing real quick? Go for it. Hey guys, there's a podcast out there. It's called Couch Grouches. And uh, if you're listening to it, send us stuff. I had a dream last night that we got hate mail for the podcast. Oh, I wish. And I was like, wow, people are listening to us enough to not like us and continue to listen to us. Just, you can email us, couchgrouches at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash couchgrouches. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at couchgrouches. Reach out. We put out an episode that was just us talking about episodes that we might want to do. And we were like, hey, audience, tell us which of these sound good. And you know what we got back? Nothing. We got back two things. (laughs) Fuck and all. You know, we said, hey, give us some ideas of episodes that you want to hear. Nothing. I mean, we are complaining about the complacency of our our audience. I I mean, I have a hard time arguing with you, Joe. (laughs) Doug, Sam, <laughs> yeah, the two of you that we know are listening. Get other people Jordan, to listen. Jordan, Jordan yeah, um, Dan, uh, Adrian. Adrian. Yeah. You're listening. You know people. Get other people to listen. Tell other people that they can send stuff to us. If you, I had a conversation the other day about social interactions and how nobody wants to start the social interaction anymore. This isn't even a social interaction. You just got to send us an email. And we're starting the social interaction by telling us to send us an email. That's it. I just wanted to plug our podcast and it's an, on our podcast. And, and it's open. It's an open invitation. Like, honestly, there's absolutely no risk on your part. You could send us an email that says, I want an episode where Joe shoves the microphone up his ass and you record the experience. Now, you might not get that episode. You won't. But we'll at least talk about it. I and mean, you won't because... Jim doesn't want to get shit all over his microphones. <laughs> but I'll do anything for this audience just to get some interaction, god damn it. I'm going to buy a special microphone. <laughs> that's a that's a promise. I'm going to put it up your ass. <laughs> that might be a... Uh... You've heard of a colonoscopy? Well, this is like that, but a giant microphone. <laughs> this might be a crouching after dark. <laughs> you know, for, Just for, get me drunk first. For your sake, we might have to have Janine come and help with that, too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> thank you, Jim. We'll put out a tarp. We'll put out a tarp. <laughs> so make sure you get an enema beforehand. Yeah. Just get everything nice and cleaned out. And... Anyway, that's my plug for our podcast that up you're listening goes, to right now. Up goes the microphone. 
Oh, and if boy. you don't want that episode, you can write that in too. Yes, like we can <laughs> threaten you. It, it, that could be what happens. Oh boy. So, John, I've been talking mm-hmm. about what to talk about. We're going to move to the meat now. Yeah. <laughs> um, about what to um, what to talk about tonight, and we uh, have ideas, but most of them we want Gonzo. We to want also Gonzo be here. here. For, yeah, we have a bunch of them. We want Gonzo here for him. I mean, we want him here all the time, but we yeah. understand why he's not here. So, in eight days, in eight days, um, spring mm-hmm. will be upon us. And thus begins the, uh, it's the uh, beginning of nerd season. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have an entire episode about spring, the beginning of nerd season. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that, and, and what I mean by that is um, the nerds come out of hibernation. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know. They come outdoors. Yeah, they start go going outdoors a little bit. in the park, you can yeah. see not only people playing tennis on tennis courts, but also fighting with foam swords. Uh, the LARPers start coming out. <laughs> the Rennies start mm-hmm. coming out. Um. You know, it, it's it's it it you know it, it's a good time, and um, so I've known Joe now for five years, six six, six years. James, how long have I known Joe for? His producers was twenty thirteen, huh? Or twenty twelve? Six years. Jamie says six years. Yes. So Jamie's right. Yes. Yeah. So I've known you for six years now, and I you know I um, am proud. Mm-hmm. I'm proud. That I got you into D and D, like I did that. Yeah, that was me. Mm-hmm. That was all me. Okay, it was ninety five percent me, five percent Gonzo. Yes, but it was all me. Um. So, and I've been a custodian mm-hmm. of Joe's um, nerd development. Yes, you've you've helped me open I've, the door yes. to more nerd. Yes, I, I've I've fostered. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I have. Um, you know, like a little flower, I have. Mm. You know, I've I've watered it, I've 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 fed it, I have. Um, pardon me, given it sunlight, what have you. Well, it's my belief that it is time for Joe to take the next step. I believe now. Hold on, let me rephrase that. Mm-hmm. I have. So basically, what this is this is me trying to convince Joe to go to a LARP. <laughs> However, Joe has been to many LARPs. Yes. Um, he has and played, at some point, I'll get back. Yeah, he's played vampire I LARPs. I um, promise Sam and Doug are yeah. listening. Uh, there's I game, will come back um, at some point. New Britain Nightmares. Um, check it out on Facebook. Um, it's an independent vampire game. It takes place in Southington, Connecticut. Um, and it takes place on the third Saturday mm-hmm. of every month. So in this case, there is a game uh, this, this Saturday. Saturday the 16th um, at the Masonic Lodge in Southington, Connecticut. I'll see when I get home. Drop Saturday. drop us drop us a line mm-hmm. um, at Couch Crouches um, and I can give you more information. Um, if you enjoy playing Vampire the Masquerade, um, it is not affiliated with any um, network organization and that's a good thing. Um, it's a lot of fun. Great bunch of people playing. Including good stories. Yep, and uh, Sam. Sam is a storyteller. Is a storyteller, and Doug is a player, and uh, I'm a player, and mm-hmm. Joe is a player when he feels like coming. Gonzo was a player back in the day, and just kind of doesn't. He like came to, to a few. Yeah, he came to a few. He had a good time, but just didn't. A end few up of our friends yet. have have come to a few. So, definitely uh, give it a look. So I got Joe doing that quite a bit. So mm-hmm. and so that kind of. Now, for those of you not familiar. Um, 
with Vampire the Masquerade LARP. So by the way, if you don't know, LARP means live action role playing game. It's like playing D. It's like a cross between D and D cosplay and improv. And, and improv. And it basically, what you're yeah. doing is you're actually dressing up as your character, and you are playing that character for a weekend, um, in the or or for whatever amount of time the event is. Um, vampire LARPs are what are called parlor style LARPs. They're usually for an evening, unless it's an, a big event of some sort. And um, basically, you're using a, a non-contact system for any kind of conflict um, using powers or things like that. Mm -hmm. um, in Vampire, uh, they use rock, paper, scissors to kind of throw a randomizing effect into mm -hmm. stuff. Of course, a lot's determined by your abilities and your sheet and what have you. Right. Um, which one's that? Yeah. Um, we have sugar-free ice cream that we mm. bought. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of the one I had last night. It was yeah. a cookie dough. It's very meh. I feel like sugar-free cookie dough is kind of... Well, I, it, it uses urethitol, so it's interesting. Mm. So with the urethitol, it's actually pretty good. It's very minty. So this is mint chocolate chip. Um, yeah, this is Rebel ice cream. Yeah. Rebel, Rebel, Rebel. Yeah, it was like six bucks. <laughs> for, for a fucking pint of ice cream. <laughs> um, so getting Joe into LARPing there and you were you got into it like you enjoyed mm -hmm. adopting a character yeah. costuming appropriately mm -hmm. you know um, it is my belief that it's time for Joe to take the next step and go to a stick LARP and go to a stick LARP now there are dozens of styles of stick LARP mm. um, there are some that are um, well low role play mm -hmm. heavy combat Mm -hmm. There are some that are low combat, heavy role play. Mm -hmm. There are some that are in the middle. There are some that you know are all about very intricate rule systems. There are some that kind of have little looser rule systems or don't have as robust a rule set and rely more on your experiences and your character building. Right. Um, and then there's this, the SCA. They're a completely different scary thing, and I want to do something with them. The SCA. Are you familiar with the SCA at all? The Society of Creative Anachronisms. These are people that fight with rattan weapons on armor hmm. and shit like that. It's um, or with steel weapons mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Um, and they're not really a role playing or they don't consider themselves role players, like larpers. Although they are larpers, fight but with the, it's yeah. The, yeah, it's they're they're one part. They're semi reenactors and stuff like mm. that. It's very cool, but it, it, it's it's its own kind of um, you know just like larping. It's its own little cult. Yeah, um, but a lot of them are very heavily involved in the in the rend scene as well and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, it's because of them that there are, you know, that that the advent of like costuming websites and things like that, and mm. you know, gear and what have right. you happen. So, um, the game that I'm trying to get um, Joe to play is a game that I have played for Jesus over 20 years. Right. Um, it's a game called Fantasy Quest. Now, um, Fantasy Quest is a um, a um, role play heavy game. That's um, fair. Role play heavy with um, with a rule set, but not an overtly intricate rule set. Mm. Um, it's a smaller game, usually catering to about you know in the pat. Well, back in the day when I played it, you know, fifteen years ago when I started playing it, you know, they they would do like they have like eighty to hundred players. Mm -hmm. um, they 
in the past like 10 years or so have had a serious dip um, to the point where they almost shut down. Mm -hmm. um, the game I went back, there was a huge influx of new players, and now they average about 50 players a game, which mm -hmm. is actually perfect. It's a nice, sweet spot because yeah. everybody has something to do. Mm. Everybody has an impact in the game, regardless of level, regardless of ability. Mm. You know, Everybody can have an impact in the overall um, plot lines. Um, and they cap at 50. They cap yeah. at 50 because they like a ratio mm -hmm. of staff to players right. to make sure that as many people are engaged as possible. And you find that with a lot of your, uh, a lot of LARPs, um, especially those that are um, franchises and things like that. Obviously, they're a franchise. They're about making some cash. Mm -hmm. So they're just taking everybody. And then yeah. they kind of put out um, less character-specific um, mm -hmm. plot lines and stuff like that. And we, they got a plot lines to cater to the masses. Right. Um, this game is different. This game is a, definitely a, um, a role-play heavy game. And we joke it's because um, a lot of the staff are the people I gamed with Mm -hmm. at this game 20 years ago. Right. And we're all in our 40s and 50s now, so it's not, you know... And there are some young people that staff, but, you know, it's not like back in the day when we run around and, you know, orc masks and shit like that yeah. and kill you all night long. No, we're a little... We're a little... We're a step slower. We're a little, you know... Mm. But um, it has made for a lot of really cool... Um, it's very story-driven now. Okay. Um, and we'll actually have someone from FQ on here, um, hopefully in a couple of weeks to talk about the game, but this is my first kind of plug for it. Um, if you want to, if you're interested in checking out Fantasy Quest, um, I would recommend you hit them up at uh, www.fantasyquest.org. And um, yeah, it's, and their, their, their site is, hella under construction so mm -hmm. but it has everything you need it's just very rough right now um so yeah give them a give them a look give them a shot um again drop me a line at uh, couch crouches and i'll give you you know more information if you need it mm. check them out there's a there's there's they've got a facebook site um you know they're, they're a lot of fun give them a look so what today's podcast is about is not specifically specific to Fantasy mm. Quest. It's more I want to talk to Joe about what kind of character he'd want to play, right. what you'd want to do, what you'd want to be mm. into. Um, I don't know who that was with the engine driving by, but fuck him, he's on my podcast. I think now. he's got a small penis. Yeah, he's what, got a very happened. small penis and a very crappy muffler. <laughs> All right. So, Joe, what yes. I'm going to do is I am going to... You're going to give me a list of, like, character types or, like, what's the... Well, you know what, actually... We had we had had a discussion before, and I was looking at it, going into it, much like when I first went into D&D, &D, where I had this idea for a character, and I figured it would be a character that would be fairly easy to pick up, which is how I ended up playing your stereotypical dwarf fighter who has sort of evolved past that at this point now that I'm like much more comfortable with the game um my idea was like I want to be a strong boy who swings hammers a strong boy who <laughs> swings hammers and that is effectively what and you that's, are yeah um but so when we were talking about LARP it was essentially my 
original character concept was strongman swing hammer. Still do it. Which you had said, you know, that's a doable thing. That's a thing we could do. But don't think that it's too complicated. No. So, you know, uh, you know, I... Which a lot I would of... say if you had never played a role-playing game, mm-hmm. if you had never played a tabletop game right. and went into a LARP, the rules would probably make your head swim a little bit because mm-hmm. the concepts really would be lost on you yeah. until you got very familiar with everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that you now have a solid tabletop um, foundation... Mm-hmm. I feel like walking in and looking at a game's rule set, mm-hmm. you're a- you're able to go, okay, I understand why this is a mechanic. I understand how this is a mechanic. Mm-hmm. I understand how, why this works this way. I understand why this is necessary. I understand why this is not necessary. Um, okay, I can compartmentalize this from this. Mm-hmm. Like for example, you were kind of like, well, I you know I'm afraid like magic might be complicated. Yes. Which is a lot like when I first walked into D&D and I looked at that player's handbook and I was looking at casting classes and I was like, wow, that's a lot. Especially like sorcerer with like sorcery points and spells and like all that. And I was just like, wow. That's doesn't bug you now though, does no, it? No, I, I love playing sorcerers. Yeah, I mean, um, the fact is, is that I feel like um, having that kind of background, mm. having that kind of foundation, mm-hmm. you're now in a much better place to pick up any LARP. Mm-hmm. Um, even like, even when you started playing vampire, mm-hmm. you know, think about it. If you had never played a role playing game in your life yeah. and someone gave you the book for vampire. Oh, that's especially if it was just the PDF. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, but think about it, just the concepts mm-hmm. of everything. Oh yeah. It'd be, y- you know, you're, you're well, spending blood points and, or just, and, just mechanics yeah. in general. Right. Um, character creation would be mm. terrifying. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, so I think that first thing you need to do is realize that you are a step up mm-hmm. from a noob. Right. Okay. Um, also, there are people that will support you in creation mm-hmm. and, and execution of a character. Right. Um, so I don't want you to limit yourself to yes. a concept. Don't. Limit a concept based on the fact, based on your low self-esteem. Right. Okay. Um, Base a character on, oh, what do I really want to play? What Mm -hmm. kind of guy have I wanted to play? So what I'm going to do is I have here a a role-playing character questionnaire. Okay. Um, And there's a million of these out here. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. this is um, one from uh, DungeonMaster.com. 27 questions to ask your new character. <laughs> it's a funny story about DungeonMaster.com. Go for it. it. used to be a porn site. That's fantastic. And I only know that because we made fun of... Oh, I'm sorry. No, it is. Th- this is DungeonsMaster.com. Okay. So, let's, let's check. Let's so check. In eighth grade, we had our eighth grade trip to Philly. I was rooming with uh, a good friend of mine, my, my buddy Tony. And we would make fun of him because Tony was a giant nerd, which we were all also nerds. But Tony was very much like the stereotypical, like, I'm not going to leave my room nerd. And so we were like, oh, Tony, you're probably always on DungeonMaster.com or something. So we're in our hotel room in Philly. And 
I don't know how who had something that could connect to the internet or something. Or maybe we went to Tony's house or something after the trip when we were making all these jokes. And we went on DungeonMaster.com and found out that it was a S&M porn site. Well, right now, DungeonMaster.com, the uh, server IP address cannot be found. So I mean, it was a very... want to jump like, up and grab that. It was a very early 2000s style, like very basic falling apart make sure your flash player is working type of so let's go ahead and uh go through some of these questions okay um do you have something in mind you know, e- even if i e- mean even I without have... character class and stuff like that do you have something you know kind of a depending on so like i would need to know a little bit about the the setting of the LARP before it. Cause I have character concepts. Okay. So let me, so let's apply this for example, to fantasy quest. I'm not going to give you specifics, yes. but like to the, to the setting, but I will like say technology wise, where are they at? So you're looking like at that. a game that is, um, probably that is set in a world that is probably akin to say 12th century Western Europe. Okay. So, um, Crusades era Western mm. Europe. Um, although, you know, you might see stuff as far, you know, styles wise, as far ahead as the Renaissance, but mm. I would say level of technology, um, stuff like that. So nobody's pulling out a gun or anything. There are no this guns, very, yeah. no guns. Okay. Um, you, no, no, it, your, 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 your swords, your shields, mm. your, your, you know, you're everything on that martial weapons list in D and D, and everything on your ranged weapons, li- your standard ranged weapons mm-hmm. list in D and D, except there are no hand crossbows because making a fizz rep for that is difficult. So, yeah. but there are crossbows now; they just mm-hmm. allowed them again. Um, so there you go. Um, so you're looking at like 12th century, 13th century Western Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would say, um, you know, pre Enlightenment. Okay. So you're looking at pre Enlightenment. Um, which is a very good question, actually. Hmm. Um, you know, that's actually, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a very good question. Um, you've got basically, I would say that, um, you know, it's a, it's a very good place to start because it gives you an idea of what the world's like. Yeah, so you can right. kind of like go, okay, I'm going to put my guy in a certain kind of world. Like keep mm. in mind, it is not Europe. It is a completely yeah. alien, different type of world, but it's a place to start. Mm. Okay. So do you want to start from there? Sure. All right. So I'm going to and just improvise. Okay. Cause you may not have the answer, but maybe we'll, maybe we'll have a character right. concept by the time we're done. Okay. How old is your character? Mm, I would say, you can do a range if you want. Yeah, I would say probably around my age, between like... 25 to 30? Yeah. Okay. Are your parents still alive? Yes. Okay. I feel like that's a very old trope, the orphan sure. adventurer. Uh, well, then this is an NA, because it says if one of your parents, um, one or both of your parents are dead, how, then how did, when and how did they die? But we'll say they're both alive, so that's fine. Uh, who raised you after your parents died? That's another NA. See, but obviously you see that it's that it's mm-hmm. obviously a trope that's used. Do you have any siblings? Yes. Have any of them died? One. Okay. 
Brother or sister? Brother. So how did your sibling die? Mm. Malnourishment. Oh, starvation. Very nice. Uh, now, can you can you expand on that a little bit? I mean, were you all poor? I mean, I guess I'm I'm going on this. So based on these questions, what I'm forming in my head is sort of like poor farm family. Okay, don't go too far. Yeah. Let's 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 keep it up. Um, so were your siblings farmers as well? Yeah. So everyone kind of farmers. Okay. Is your character married? No. Does your character have any children? No. So you've indicated your, your, your social class would be like, you're a farmer. So you're mm. like a serf or, yeah. a, or you're some kind of, um, peasantry. Mm. Well, no, you're. Well, okay. Well, okay. So it's this coming, isn't, yeah. but this isn't going to get asked because we'll go through. Um, do you think this isn't in here? But I'll go ahead and, and, mm-hmm. and stretch it out. So you grew up on a farm. Yeah, your parents are farmers. Mm-hmm. You're a farmer. Um. Did you did your parents own their farm, or were they farming for a lord, or were they renting, or like you know? Mm. Yeah, I think it would be like a ver- they got a very small plot of land that they owned, and it was all right. So, to, yeah. so you actually would be some manner of gentry in in in, in medieval Europe because mm-hmm. you're a landholder. So that's fine. Um, how has this upbringing affected your worldview? Um, I think it makes him very conscious of like what he's using and making sure he's. He's practical. It's very much like use what you have and don't. Pragmatic. Yeah. Okay. So we're not even asking you what your character class is. Mm-hmm. So and, and for now, just use your general. So here's what we'll do. Um, we're going to break them up into um, categories. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call them fighting class, stealth class, magical class. Okay. And we can even do a separate one and say religious, although that's mm. magical, but we'll call yeah. it religious, okay? How did your character get started in his chosen class? Uh, I think it was a means of making money to send back to the family. He went out and trained to help out a little more than just helping till the land. Okay. Does your character have any um, heroes or inspirational figures? Mm. Be as broad or detailed as you like. I feel like he probably looks up to his parents very much as like, you know, they were, they did the best that they could to make sure that, you know, their, their kids made it by and, but no, like, you know, you don't think like like a like an adventurer that he looked up to or something. Yeah, I mean, do you feel like that that that's something that is in your character history or no? It doesn't have to be. No, I don't think so. Okay. Does your character have any significant personal items? Um, he's probably got like something from the homestead that he always keeps with him to remind him of what he's doing everything for. 
Okay. Is your character religious? Yes. Okay. I don't like this question. Is your character guided by a prophecy? Is your character guided by a prophecy? No. No. What is your character's view on magic? Um... It's helpful, but not necessary. Okay. Has your character ever served in the military? I'd say yeah. Sort of where he began his training, maybe. Something like that. Has your character ever been arrested? No. How do you think your character, assuming you would come in with some manner of group or, or, you know, knowing somebody, how do you think they met, you know, his, how do you think he met his adventuring companions? I think he's a very social person. Like he goes into a new place and likes to meet new people. And I think that's something that his family probably instilled in him was get help where you can. So like they had each other and their kids and probably, you know, some folks around town that would help out and it's something that stuck with them. So I'm going to say the, um, the family thing is very big mm-hmm. to this character. Has your character ever crossed anyone? Really pissed anybody off? Does your character have any enemies? I'd say probably. He's... The way I'm picturing it, he's a bit of a boy scout, so so some some folks probably Okay. If you hear me typing people, it's because I'm pretty much mm. taking notes. Okay. What are your character's goals in life? Um I think he wants to, you know, establish a comfortable life for himself and his family and and make them proud. You know, he's not, he's not out for like a ton of gold or like Well, that was the next question, like, like how that. important yeah. is the accumulation of wealth? I think he sends a lot of it home. I think he keeps enough to keep himself going. Um but he does his best to like make sure they have stuff back home so that they don't lose another kid. Okay. okay. If your character died tomorrow, what would what would they be remembered for? Like an event or like however you however you interpret that question. If your character died tomorrow, what would they be remembered for? I feel like it would be a big funeral just because of how mm-hmm. sociable he was, so like I feel like he leaves a lot of friendships along the like he comes into town and is a fairly likable person so he's he's one of those like friend anybody you need a hand I'm here types okay and you said your character learned to train their skills really probably in the military yeah I mean it was probably the the cheapest way to okay. go about doing that so I hate this survey. 
Yeah. And I didn't read this survey beforehand. This survey is a, a bit of crap. But I'm still looking at it, mm. looking at a at a pretty good um pretty good idea of who this character is. Mm-hmm. Um just want to look at one thing real quick. I mean, there is honestly there's a great 365 character question questionnaire, which is fantastic, by yeah. the way. Um, but I didn't want to have a four-hour show. I mean, you could just send that to me. Yeah, and no, I'll, I will. I'll fill I will. it out at home. <laughs> but so far, I, I take it just from what I'm looking at here that, um, I mean, you're play, it sounds like you're playing a strong boy. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sort of thinking almost like, if we're going D and D class, yeah, go for it. Thinking like ranger type. Oh, okay. Like good with animals, maybe a little bit of magic, but not like sure. big spell casty stuff. Kind of sneaky, but you know has has some skills, has some has some strengths. Not, but not necessarily like he probably was the one. If the plow broke down, he was the handyman who like put it back together, stuff like that. Okay. Interesting. That's cool. Um, I mean, on a D&D sheet, I mean, this is a fucking uh, you know, peasant background. Mm-hmm. Um, lawful good. Yeah. Um, I like lawful good characters. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I actually can do a lot of stuff with this um, in reference to uh, the game that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, so you're so now we've kind of talked about your character. Mm-hmm. So what do you? Um, so you think you want to? You think maybe you want to? You want to scrap a little bit? You want to fight a little bit? Maybe a little, yeah. What do you it's... think your weapon of choice is, or weapons of choice? Mm. Uh, probably like. Maybe have like a not like short sword and bow sort of thing. Okay. Yeah. So still going with that ranger motif. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, there's there's definitely a bunch of stuff you could do there. Um. So, as a player, mm-hmm. what are you looking for from? Well, no, before I go to that question, because that's a very deep question, what what kind of game style appeals to you? Uh, from either what I've described or from what you know of or just what comes to your head. I mean, I very much enjoy role play versus like, I like to have combat skills because it's important to not die. Mm-hmm. But I much prefer like... I would love to have a social character who rolls into town and tries to be people's friends because I love role-playing with people. Sure. Like, I love role-play heavy games and story heavy games and things like that. Okay. Um, okay. So, that's a game style. Um, what are you looking personally to get out of going to a LARP besides having a good time. Like what are you, 
besides making friends mm. in and or out of game, uh, mm. what are you looking to accomplish? Not, that's, that, that's a bad question because that's like, oh, my, my quest is to do this. Mm -hmm. well, that's kind of bullshit. What are you hoping to get out of a LARP, Joe? Besides getting me off your back. Uh, I mean, I really, I'm, I'm interested in seeing a story told. Mm -hmm. That's, I like being a part of watching stories unfold and, and when, you know, big adventures happen and things like that. And I like watching all that stuff happen and being a part of all that. Um, it's, yeah, that's. Your, uh, your old lady sews? Mm-hmm. If you get into this, that's going to be a boon to you. Yeah. Um, I'm going to tell you one, I'm going to warn you something about LARPing. Mm -hmm. It can become a very expensive hobby. Yeah. Um, only because it's so much fun. It's mm -hmm. the, the costuming part of it is a yeah. lot of fun. I mean, everybody likes to play dress up. Mm-hmm. But the costuming part of it can be so much fun and, yeah. um, you know, doing, you know, getting into the kind of stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. So I, I always try to warn new players of that. Um, mm -hmm. don't, you know, obviously you're not going to go in and make a big investment to start. Yeah. Which you don't have to. Um, although considering your life and its current situation and such, having a set of medieval clothes is probably not a bad idea. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I... Um, Oh, dude, I have, oh, I have a great costume idea for you. I own, dude, mm. I own your costume. Like with this concept, I own your fucking costume. Yeah. You're all set. Like mm. I know exactly, oh, I, I have the shit mm -hmm. and I don't wear it. Yeah. Like I have it. It's, oh, fuck you. Okay. Um, I'm th So I think I figured out. <laughs> yep. My character is essentially if... Link from Wind Waker was a ranger. So like he's got he he's got is. grandma <laughs> he back home. Yeah. He's got the sister. He's got all that stuff, and it's just like going out adventuring, trying to make the world a better place for like yeah the family and for everybody else involved. And you know that is, and I'll tell you something. You're falling. You're 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 not falling into a specific trap, right? And I'll tell you the trap that you're not falling into. You're painting with broad strokes. Mm. It is so important, especially for a first-time player mm. of a game, to paint with broad strokes. Because if you get super, super, super hyper-focused mm. on specifics to the character, you're going to have a hard time either explaining them away. Because I'll tell you what, you're going to get to the game and something completely different is going to happen. Like, yeah. you know... And it won't necessarily affect your, especially now, your broad stroke character history. Mm. <clears throat> but, you know, you're still, you're going to be able to apply your concept to whatever is happening around you. Yeah. So often people come in with this huge, these huge grand ideas mm. about, you know, their character's entire arc and what they want to accomplish. And if they're not doing that, they're not having fun. Right. And the game comes and throws them for a loop. Mm -hmm. You know, so... Um, I think it's, you know, you're painting with broad strokes, yeah. but he's coming together. I can see him. Mm -hmm. Like, I can see this guy. I can see this kid. Um, I can see, yeah, like, I, yeah, you know, I, you know, I, I, so I think of him 
Um, I don't think of Joe. No. Like, I don't see Joe playing that character, although mm -hmm. I do see Joe playing yeah. that character. But when I kind of just think of in the broad strokes, I see a, a ginger kid, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. A ginger kid, um, you know, kind of strapping ginger kid with, like, mm -hmm. maybe broken teeth. Um, but, like, just a kind smile yeah. and, like, a gentle hand. Not He's a smart kid, mm -hmm. but... Um, yeah, goes out there and just tries to do the right thing. Yeah. For some reason, I just see this like, awkward, this yeah. this big ginger kid. Like, I rolls mean, into town, and there's some dude who, like, the wheel of his cart just fell off, and he's just running up, like, what can I do? Let me help me out. Or if, you know, I could see you, like, going in, you know, it's the end of the evening, and you're like, all right, you know, it's been a, you know, I've done stuff tonight. I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to go to the tavern. I'm going to have a beer and maybe a, a bowl of soup mm -hmm. and you get to the, and you've got just enough money for an ale and a bowl of soup yeah. and you get there and sitting outside the inn is like a poor beggar mm -hmm. yeah. and you give him, you, you go in, you give him the money instead of buying, you know, getting yeah. your soup or something like that. Or you go into the inn at night and there's um, a couple of ruffians kind of bullying uh, a, a young man or a young woman, or, oh no, even better, there's a couple of ruffians at a table that are getting handsy with one of the barmaids. I could see you getting your guinea up and mm -hmm. being like, sir, unhand that maiden. Or, like, I could really, I just, I can, I can, mm -hmm. I'm seeing this guy, and for some reason, he's a fucking ginger. I don't know why. He's like a Weasley twin or something like yeah. that. Like, I can't get it out of my head. But, I mean, and what you're, what you're going to, the whole, I mean, really what you are is really, mm -hmm you're employing a trope. Mm -hmm. He's a very Campbellian trope yeah. character. Oh, That's yeah. a good thing mm -hmm. because again, you've painted this character with broad strokes. Mm -hmm. Everything else is going to fill in. Yeah. Let me give you a perfect example um, about something that went horribly mm -hmm. awry, not horribly awry because I played the character for 10 years. I made a bard character, an elven bard. Mm -hmm. And I walked into town. I, I was joked. Um, I walked into town like Luke Skywalker. I ended up like Han Solo for mm -hmm. a while. And at the end, I fucking died like an evil chump because I was fucking incredibly evil. Mm -hmm. I went in bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and I left that game with that character fucking just yeah. evil. <laughs> Shit happens, man, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. um, my friend Joe played a character who was like a very studious mage. Like he mm -hmm. has this thing, he was a studious mage. He was kind of kind of gentle-toned. Mm -hmm. um, by the end of his career, he was the avatar of the god of evil. And like, it was just ridiculous. It was really funny. Yeah. The, things happen. Your, mm -hmm. your bright-eyed, bushy-tailed kid could come in, become extremely embittered, yeah. and like join a mercenaries guild mm -hmm. or like, you know... Or you know, become an assassin, or or decide to oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a ranger and I deal with you know beasts and mm -hmm. elemental magic and stuff like that. Oh, the draw of the magic of decay and evil right, is, yeah. or it could just be like, hey, I'm this guy and I'm just a soldier, and next thing you know, you're shouldered with incredible responsibility. Mm -hmm. You know, you're you you've created a character even in this like twenty seven fucking question questionnaire yeah. that you can go into a game with. Mm -hmm. You can go into a game with, with that character. People will understand that character. They'll appreciate that character. Mm -hmm. They'll interact with that character. And yet you've not saddled yourself with so much baggage right. 
that you have to be a slave to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, on a, to another extent, I see sometimes I see players come into a game with these big elaborate character histories or, or you know, and mm-hmm. listen, dude, I write like 20 page character histories. I'm a writer. Like, yeah. so like I have no fucking problem with that, but I don't, I, I tend not to write them with the purpose of hoping for plot from it. Yeah. I write them for myself mm-hmm. um, because I want to build who that character is. Also, these people tend to write in these LARPs are my friends and they love to read the stuff that I yeah. write. Um, but I've seen, especially younger players that have come in with these big, huge, grand ideas and then gotten pissed off when staff hasn't done things mm-hmm. with them. It's like, dude, staff has 50, 60 other players right. to deal yeah. with. You know, they're going to get to your character plot at some point or your character plot is not compatible with their plot. Mm. They'll allow you to have it because it's compatible with the world. Yeah. Like you may make a, a big detailed plot that's compatible because it's in the world mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, well, according to the books, it, you know, everything here is according to Hoyle. Well, yeah, it is, but your concept, you know, your your concept, your goals, things that you want to mm. do or things in your backstory don't necessarily um, correspond with the plot that's going on in the game right now. Yeah. Um, and I've seen kids get upset about that. Mm-hmm. And I usually say two things like a, you know, enjoy the plot that's being given to right, you yeah. already. Second of all, you're entitled to nothing, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, it, it's not like you're entitled to someone going in and mm-hmm. writing you personal plot. Oh, well, I paid my $50. Well, you paid your $50 and you get to be at the camp and right. you get to do the shit. And mm-hmm. you know, so, um, it's just, I just want to, well, I mean, up. even if I did, if I were to write like a big long backstory with what we have written out, yeah. I feel like I could do that and it could have like no impact on, because it's just precisely, like, yeah. it's like, precisely. Hey, he, was, he was on a farm for most of his life and then like to try to make some money, he joined the military, got some skills, like, and then he went out and. I wrote a huge character history for my bard just because I thought it would be cool. Yeah. They ended up doing plot with my character history because it happened to line up with another like big Elba, Elven Noble plot, mm-hmm. and it directly attributed to me becoming an evil character. Yeah. It's like I never saw this happen coming, but that's I was fortunate yeah. that it happened to, and I was new, so I didn't mm-hmm. know shit. It happened to align with their mm-hmm. plot. I made my new character, the character I'm currently playing at Fantasy Quest, specifically. I made him so that he would be involved in mm. little to no existing plot. Mm. Um, I wrote a very interesting thing into my plot, into, into my character history that I had to get okayed. Mm-hmm. That was an explanation for why I knew everything that was going, you know, all the history and stuff like that. Right. But other than that, I came in. Um, my concept was I was a guy, I was a merchant. Mm-hmm. And I was going on, I was on a merchant trip. I was on a, on a road, I was on, on the road to a big city. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I had to stop the, for the night um, because of a storm. So mm-hmm. um, on the way, I met like a, like a, a 12, 13 year old boy mm-hmm. who was going to the same place. So we camped together. Nothing weird or untoward happened. Mm-hmm. We just travel safety in numbers. Yeah. So he was my traveling companion. And we talked that evening Mm -hmm. and I told him about my life and um, you know, I had a boring life, a boring job, a boring wife, a boring family. I lived from a boring town. I was Mm -hmm. a fairly boring person. And the boy was like, wow, your life sucks. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, no, it's just, it's my life. It is what it is. He's like, yeah, but wouldn't you, wouldn't you 
like to do this or have done this or done this? He mm-hmm. goes, you know, wouldn't you give it all up just to be able to go and live a life of adventure? And, you know, I'm like, yeah, I guess sometimes I feel that way. He's like, all right, that's fine. The next day I wake up, I don't remember who I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't remember what I'm doing. All I know is I can now cast magic with the god of mischief. Mm-hmm. The little boy turned out to be the fucking god of mischief <laughs> that just erased me. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're going to go this way and find adventure. Have fun. Mm-hmm. Here's a couple of levels in my magic. It's like, yeah. oh, shit. So... I walked into town going, hey guys, this is who I am, this is what's happening. And I walked in, I was a, um, I, I also, I, I was a madman. Mm. Um, and Austin yeah. was with me mm-hmm. and he played um, a, like a character that has like a horn sticking out of his head, like, mm. a different race. Yeah. And I, I would introduce myself, I'm like, hello, my name is, uh, and, and so he was my companion. Yeah. Um, and what was his character's name? Oh, shit. Um, Kurdan. Mm-hmm. So I'd be like, hello, my name is Mercutio Emberhart, and this is my savage valet, Kurdan. <laughs> like, that's how I introduced yeah. him to people. <laughs> and he would just shake his head, just uh, mm-hmm. chuckle. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, and I just was a goofy, weird guy, and next thing I knew, I'm involved in all kinds of plot. Right. I'm effectively guiding these new players. You know, like, I just, I, all the new players gravitated to me. Mm-hmm. Um, next thing I know, I had a small army of late teens, early 20s people sound familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was the dad figure. Right. It's and now I've I'm never the, heard that story before. And now I'm the innkeeper. <laughs> yeah, that, that doesn't happen all the time. So your things go in a completely different yeah. direction. It's just, you know, it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I can see this guy. I can see this guy. I know who he is. I look forward to meeting him. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, why don't you ask me, so I want you to ask me questions not specific to the game I'm talking about, mm. but just in general. Do you have any logistical questions or, hey, how does this work? So or like, what, what happens? Like, what do I do? Or, yeah. One of the big things I've always thought about, just like, because most of my stick LARP knowledge either comes from hearing things from you or seeing movies where I have no idea right. how close to the actual experience those movies sure. are. I feel like character death is a lot more common in LARP based on that. Sure. So that's a really good question. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really good question. And I would say different LARPs deal with death differently. Okay. Um, the majority of American style LARPs have a death system where um, you are you have a limited means in which to come back. Mm. So using Fantasy Quest as an example, um, also there are other games that I've played, which is, is very, actually I like one of the ways one of the other games did it, but the way Fantasy Quest does, you die. Mm-hmm. You die your fight, like you die. You are, you are killed. You go to see the God of Judgment. Mm-hmm. Now the God of Judgment has a deck of tarot cards. Mm-hmm. And um, let's say, for example, there are 10 cards. Um, nine of the cards, so this is, it's your first, well, it's your first death. Your first death, you go see the God of Judgment. He goes, you know, he he's, turns around, smacks you on the ass, tells you to get back out there. Mm-hmm. You die your second death. So you come back there, and now there's God of Judgment is there, and he's got a deck of 10 cards. Yeah. In the deck, there are nine resurrection cards of various permutations of resurrection. Mm-hmm. And there is one final death card. Lays them out. You go in. 
you pick a card. Hand it over, he tells you what it is. You have picked Resurrection. You know, you will you will not remember the last 10 minutes up to your death. Mm-hmm. Go out there, have fun. Every time you die, mm-hmm. a Resurrection card is taken from the deck and replaced with another death card. Ah, uh, okay. So that's one way. Mm-hmm. I've seen games where um, it's very similar. They have a bag of beads mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, there's 10 white beads in here. Every time you die, we take out a white bead, replace it with a black bead. If you go in and pull a black bead, your character's dead. Okay. Um, and there are, you know, so I've seen, you know, there are other things where um, Dystopia Rising, which will eventually, I, I want to talk to the founder of Dystopia Rising, has a thing where um, it's actually very cool. Every time you die, your body gets infected a little bit more. Hmm. Um, and some characters can like stave off the infection. So they bring you back to life without you being too infected. Mm-hmm. But eventually the infection takes over your body. So when you die your final death, you turn into a zombie and immediately start to start attacking people. So there are lots of different okay. ways they deal with death. Now, there are some LARPs, and I've played a couple LARPs like this that are permadeath LARPs. Mm-hmm. You die, that's it, goodbye, good day. And while that certainly does raise the stakes, yeah, um, I think it almost raises the stakes too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, that's my whole. I get very attached to characters a sure, lot of the time. Sure, and there there are some characters that I'm like, I've played in tabletop games, and I'm like, man, I really want this fucker to die. It's just like I, I don't like this. Or, or I'll <clears> talk to the DM. Do you want like, me to kill Harbeck? No, not Harbeck. <laughs> <laughs> There was a character I played who um, <coughs> ended up, I talked to the DM and I, I got him to uh, send him off and now he's an agent of the Raven Queen. Well, I'm in the process of, um, <coughs> in Vampire, mm-hmm. beginning to wind down my character there. Right. Um, just because it's time for me to mm-hmm. play something else. Well, it was a character. And you can always retire yeah, a character too. That's, I... I I started playing this character and I thought it was a cool concept. And then as the game went on, it didn't mesh with the party well. And I started to get like annoyed by decisions that I would make in character where I would just be like, man, I really don't want to fucking do this, but this is how the character would react to this. So here we go. Um, So I talked to the DM about it and I was just like, Hey, I I don't want to, I don't want to be this guy anymore. And they were like, are you sure? Like, was that? And I was like, I'm not saying kill him off, but like, you know, this is what we have so far about this character. Let's try to figure out a way to write him out of the game. And I, I'll have a new character come in, which a new character was a um, Horizon Walker Ranger. So oh, that's cool. my first character walked into a portal to the Shadowfell to go meet the Raven Queen. And as he walked in, my new character walked out and was just like, fuck, where am I? <laughs> I um, my very first vampire character back 20 years ago, mm-hmm. um, was a La Sombra. And I was mm-hmm. a member of the Sabbat, but I'd infiltrated this Camarilla game. Mm-hmm. And I eventually got caught. Yeah. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Big fight, I die. Um, But this is funny. I had just bought a really cool suit and a really cool costume mm-hmm. for the character. And the... Um, the storyteller was very sensitive to this mm-hmm. and he's like, all right, well, this is what we're going to do. You're staked. Uh, it turns out that the La Sombra that's in this body, this is not his actual body. 
this is the body of a Giovanni. Mm-hmm. And a mage is going to come, is going to rip the soul out, put the Giovanni's soul back in, which has been bound to the to a pocket watch mm-hmm. that I always carried. Right. And there you go. There you go. <laughs> Boom. I'm back. I have my nifty suit, mm-hmm. my nifty body, but a new character. Right. And it was a really cool plot. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and it, it was, a, you know, and people will often try to make some kind of concessions, you know, for those types of reasons. So that's a really good question. Death yeah. and dying is a big question mm-hmm. that people have in LARP. Um, I will say though, you know, nothing is, it's, it's heartbreaking, mm-hmm. especially when yeah. your first character dies. Um, and my character, as I said, I played him for almost 10 years mm-hmm. and he died and I was heartbroken. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, and I didn't get upset. Like I didn't, you know, I, I was fine, mm-hmm. but it was like, Oh Jesus Christ. Like I yeah. worked on this for years. Jamie remembers. Mm. Jamie, do you, hold on. Remember the night, remember the night I came home when Cyrus died? At Fantasy Quest, when my bard died, remember I was really depressed and kind of, but I wasn't like upset about it, but I was just like, I can't fucking believe this has happened. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, I've had, it happens. I've had Harbeck's backup character for years at this point. If something happened and Harbeck died, that would be like soul crushing to me. Cause not only is that like, my first D and D character for this game. That's my first D and D character. Yeah. Like, and I can remember playing that first game and almost getting killed by a fucking aquatic kobold and being like, "This fucking idiot." <laughs> just like, <laughs> if he died now, I'd be like, "This fucking idiot." Hey, if you're gonna, if Harbet goes out, I'll try to make it as epic as possible. I'm okay? sure he's gonna do something dumb and try to yep. ride a fucking Draco Legend. But it worked. It did. Okay, uh, any other questions? Um, That's a good question. Like, let's keep it up. So, like, is it, in most LARP systems, is it, like, specific classes do, is it, like, D&D where it's specific classes do specific things? So, a lot like... of, so a lot of games, the answer to that question is yes. Okay. I would say most American-style games, the answer to that question is yes. It's very much like, you're a wizard, you cast spell, you're a... Yeah, so often um, most games that I've played have um, lists. Mm -hmm. And different character classes share different things on those lists, Mm -hmm. um, but at different degrees and things like that. And then there's like a general list. And this is for skills. But like magic users, they have access to magic. Mm -hmm. But there are often hybrid classes. Right. Like in Fantasy Quest, you mentioned the Ranger. Mm-hmm. So in Fantasy Quest, the Ranger is a fighting class, but it is a hybrid fighting class. Mm-hmm. It is a hybrid between a fighter and a druid. So you are a fighter with elemental magic. That's cool. That's what a Ranger yeah. is in Fantasy Quest. Um, yeah, and I'll go, they, they have a really, it's a very simple paradigm system mm-hmm. in Fantasy Quest. It's, it's Again, Fantasy Quest is so old. <laughs> And the rules are based on mm-hmm. a, a, an old style that it's super simple to pick up and play. Yeah. Um, I like that game for a lot of different reasons um, besides the personal ones. Right. Um, but I would say that, yeah, you, you often, yeah, character classes have specific things that they can do, mm-hmm. just like D&D. Yeah. Um, some games don't use a character class. It's like, okay, so you pick paradigms. You don't have a character class, but you pick 
okay, like this is my primary specialty, my mm -hmm. secondary specialty, my tertiary specialty. Right. So my primary specialty skills are the least expensive skills for me. Mm -hmm. My secondaries are a little bit more expensive. My tertiary is a little bit more expensive. Yeah. That way I can customize a character, mm -hmm. but I don't, I'm not like, I'm not pigeonholed into one paradigm. Right. Um, I actually find those character creation systems almost sometimes ov overly complicated. Right, yeah. Um, but that's actually an excellent mm -hmm. question. I and would say that there's a, and then there are some games that have character classes mm -hmm. and then prestige classes on top of those right. okay. that you, you, you get to a certain point in one character or in a combination of character classes. Cause some games it's mm -hmm. easier to multi-class than others. And then yeah. you could pick this prestige class mm -hmm. or something like that. Yeah. And then, um, so like with vampire, it's very important that you keep your sheet on you so that you know, is, mm -hmm. is, Playing your LARP character, do you? Am I gonna need to like write stuff down in a notebook and have it? Well, first of all, I, you always need to have your sheet on you in most games because, okay, yeah. um, well, I mean, yeah, I you have that, to, but like, but um, no, not as much. Um, I'm just thinking one like, thing about LARPs is that in the end, the rules are all honor system based, mm -hmm. so if you have a limited number of abilities, right, you are expected to only use that limited number of abilities. Right. Yeah. Um, Just like, you know, if you're playing a casting class and you right. run out of spell slots. Right. Yeah. Um, that's it. Like, you, you're, you're expected mm. to follow that. Um, and you'll use them in combat. If it's easy, if it's good for you mm -hmm. to go in, grab your sheet later, and check stuff off for your own... Yeah. Um, for your own bookkeeping, mm -hmm. that's fine. But you're not necessarily going to go there and pull out your sheet when you want to do something. Yeah. I'm, yeah, because I was thinking unless like, you don't remember what you have. If I'm if I'm pulling out a sword and mm -hmm. running towards somebody in combat, I don't want to stop all of a sudden in my charge and be like, "Hang on a second, what is okay." No, yeah. I mean, but you, Joe, better mm -hmm. know what your fucking right, yeah. fighting skills are. Yeah, um, and you better know what damage you're doing. Mm -hmm. um, and then you get out there and put boot to ass. Like yeah. it's yeah. So that's an, that, that's also another excellent mm -hmm. question. And I would say again, the more complicated games, right. You often, you know, especially until you, if you're new, until you get comfortable with mm. it, you may have, but you wouldn't have to get up and fight and then pull your sheet out. Yeah. Um, it's your responsibility to know what's on your sheet, though. Mm. So that's what I would say to that. Yeah. I mean, I have a, I have an idea for like a system that I could use to remember that because I feel like, sure. I feel like this dude carries a journal so that he can. Well, for example, for yeah. me, for my character, um, it's not over here. I have a spell book. Right. And my spell book, the pages are laminated. Mm -hmm. And my castings, my number of castings per day and things like that are in there. Mm -hmm. And I'll go in and check them off because I have so many. I play a, a cleric. So I, I like, yeah. yeah. So I got so much fucking healing. So I go in and I check stuff off as I go. Mm -hmm. I also have my character sheet in there. Yeah. I also have all my other supplemental stuff. Right. Like I have like, mm -hmm. I have like rules clarifications. I have all kinds of shit in, yeah. in this book. So it is very common for I, people to carry a journal. I imagine this dude has a journal and has like papers to like write letters home and shit like yep. that. So like it wouldn't be outlandish for me to pull out a book and start writing stuff down or something. And no like one that. would give you yeah. shit about it. Right. I just like to, I like to have explanations for why shit happens. Hell yeah. So. Hell yeah. That's, that's, that's yeah. That, but that's cool. Yeah. Any other questions? This is this is good. This is good. I'm. I feel like I'm. 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 I'm educating you a little bit. Yeah. Um. I don't. I can't really. Any think logistical it. questions? I mean, 
So uh, I showed you the thing that I was looking at before that you said yeah. it was not going to be. Used. It so probably. What it sort pr- of, well, I shouldn't say it's not. Yeah. It probably won't be. I mean, I wouldn't probably. I wouldn't be using that for because, this character anyway. Because yeah, because some games. Well, some games. Some LARPs would allow that. Some basically, we're talking about as a latex weapon. Some mm-hmm. games allow latex weapons; others don't. Yeah. Um, it just depends on the type of uh, fighting style mm-hmm. and also the type of stuff that the type type of um, you know fighting standards that the game has. Right. Um, so what? I'm sorry. What is your question? So there? like, standard weapons would be like I see your foam swords and things like that. Mm-hmm. Is that like? The go-to standard, or is so there... um, more and more games are going to um, latex because they're pretty. Right. Um, I tend to find that latex weapons hit too hard, mm-hmm. um, or too light. And okay. Now it's like, oh, well, how can a weapon hit too light? You need to know when I need to know something. when I get hit. Yeah. You know, especially if I'm wearing armor. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I need to know when I'm getting hit. Um, I when I fight, I prefer fighting with boffer weapons. Right. Which are the these these which is the because you can the fight weapons. Somebody but not only that, that, just because it's what I've been fighting with for 20, mm-hmm. 20 25 some some odd years. Um, I own latex weapons. I've used latex mm-hmm. weapons. I'm not a huge fan of most latex weapons, although they look fucking gnarly. Yeah. They look awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not against games adopting them. I get. I mean, especially heavy RP games that. I mean, there's an immersion level to it. Now, I will say that every game I've played has weapon standards. Mm-hmm. But if you've got something that doesn't necessarily fit the standard, but doesn't go against the standard, yeah. you present to them to, mm-hmm. to them and go, hey, I'd like to see if you'll let me use this weapon at the game. Right. They'll inspect the weapon. They'll mm-hmm. inspect it against their standards and let you know if this is legal to use. Okay. Um Unless a game says we only allow this type of weapon, mm-hmm. and some games do, some games say that we only allow, you know, three quarter inch PVC with, uh, you know, with this specific pipe foam, mm-hmm. this many layers, you know, this many layers of duct tape max, yada yada yeah. yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. Um, most games are not that yeah. stringent. Mm-hmm. Um, the games like that tend to, believe it or not, be heavy fighting. Games. Right. Games are like, we need to make sure that A, nobody has a weapon that's ultra light and therefore is, you know, is less fair to use than this person. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are beating the shit out of each other. We make sure people are being as safe as possible. Right. We yeah. need to have a uniform standard so that anytime a marshal could walk up and go, let me inspect your weapon. Okay, your weapon's not coming apart. Go ahead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's actually an excellent question, and the unfortunate answer is it varies yeah, widely right. across games. So mm. there you go there. These are good questions, yeah. Joe. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that's like a nagging question. So let me give you the one piece of advice, mm-hmm. and this is every weekend outdoor LARP. There's 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 one rule. There's one piece of advice. It's not a rule. It's a piece of advice. The greatest single piece of advice you could ever learn. Mm. Bring extra socks. Yeah. No mm. shit. Like Lieutenant Dan style. Yeah. Bring extra socks. Keep your feet. Keep your feet dry. Mm. Um, cause you're 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 running around the woods, man. Yeah. Right. Um, and you know, take care of your feet. Mm. Take care of your feet. Um, I tell people when they're looking, oh, what do I wear for footwear? It's like, I want to wear these awesome medieval boots. It's like, great. 
wear them. They look awesome. Um, are you going to be out in the woods? Yes. Do, do these boots have a decent sole on them? Mm -hmm. um, because or, or are they flat sole? Because they're flat sole and you, you hit a wet rock, you're on your ass and you're yeah. lucky if you don't hurt yourself. So your feet, you know, so I often say that, you know, when it comes to putting a kit together, um, you know, you want to be, uh, I shouldn't say as period as possible, but you want to be, have as little anachronism as possible. Mm -hmm. um, you know what? A pair of black hiking boots are not going to draw someone out of immersion. Right. And if it does draw them out of immersion, um, they don't know how to have fun <laughs> and we should make fun of them right. as much as possible mm -hmm. and possibly beat the shit out of them. Mm -hmm. So um, I had this discussion today. We were talking about zippers and yeah. pockets and how like, yeah, big metal zipper, it, it doesn't, it looks, it's not medieval. It doesn't mm -hmm. look medieval, but if someone's going to give you shit because pockets weren't invented until 1367 and this game supposedly takes place in the 11th century right. style, Shaking. they need to fucking die. Yeah. And Wolverine's claws don't come out of the top of his hands in the movie. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. Um, right. Yeah, there's, you know, and you know, when the time comes, I'll, I'll, I'll make you a list of all the stuff you should bring with you. Mm. Um, most, you know, the game that you're coming to, if you were to come with me, uh, you'd be sleeping in a cabin. Mm-hmm. Unless there are some other sleeping arrangements we talk about later, um, you're going to need to provide your own blankets or sleeping bag and pillow. Mm -hmm. um, you know there are bathrooms, there are showers, there are facilities. Mm -hmm. um, for the most part, you'll get fed. You know, you right. pay a little extra for dinner, you'll get fed. But still, mm -hmm. regardless, you'll get fed. You'll yeah. eat. If you want to bring your own food to cook, or if you want to bring food, you know, there's arrangements you can make, but you'll mm -hmm. eat. Um, Back in the day, the game was 24, 24 hours. Mm. I think they have a downtime now so yeah. that people can get to fucking sleep. But you're always in game. Right. You're, you're, you're the game, you know, in very few games have a downtime for players. Mm -hmm. So although staff may go down at, say, 4 a.m., mm -hmm. staff goes down at 4 a.m., if I want to break into a cabin and fucking assassinate people in their sleep at 5 a.m., those fuckers are dead. Yeah. Good right. day. It's not, oh, well, you killed me after four. We're, we're, oh, no, you're not. Yeah. So, and most games are like that, mm -hmm. unless they specifically have a downtime. I hate downtimes like that. Bullshit. So, mm -hmm. um, nor should you ever expect, you know, if they're like, yeah, hey, usually NPCs go down at four o'clock. There's always that one staff member that's mm -hmm. like, ah, I'm going to be that guy that walks the trails in the middle of the night. And when they're walking around, I'm going to murder him. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, you know, the, you know, it's the, the expectation is, you know, it's, uh, it is very cool. Yeah. It is super cool. And you very quickly, I mean, cause clearly you're not, unless you are at, um, a specifically owned camp and everything's designed very mm -hmm. medievally, obviously you're dealing with relatively modern amenities. Right. Yeah. And you're having to use your imagination. Mm -hmm. You'll be shocked how quickly, knowing you, yeah. and I know you very well, mm -hmm. you'll be shocked how quickly the, the switch will be flipped. Right. And it won't bring you out. Mm -hmm. You'll just totally, it's like, okay, this is fucking awesome. Um, so that's what I think. I mean, I and, I, and that's why I kind of been pushing you about it because it's like, oh, Joe, this is, the problem is, is this is going to be really, like, you're mm -hmm. really going to get into this yeah. shit. So. Um, and if you hate it, 
I'd love to do a show on you hating it, too. Mm -hmm. It's like, why didn't you hate it? It's fucking stupid, man. Um, I don't think that's going to happen, though. Yeah. Any more questions about either my experiences or um, um, logistics, you know, you know, from parking to, <laughs> I don't know, like, have any, anything else that really kind of, uh, that's been on your mind? No, I mean, unless you can think of something that's like... You should definitely know this. It's, uh... Okay, and I think you should definitely know generally about, yeah. about a LARP. Okay, that you should definitely know. Because um... I'm assuming, like, rules still apply where there's, like, an, an out-of-game symbol where, like, um, somebody to needs an to extent... go take a phone call or something. Yeah. Well, okay, so to an extent, mm -hmm. um, the advent of modern technology yeah. has made it very difficult. Has You know, certain things... Um, at most games, um, you're expected not to, not to ever pull your phone out because mm -hmm. that will break immersion. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was given so funny. Um, my last game was um, near uh, Halloween because mm -hmm. it was the last game of the season. Right. Yeah. And I came to the game. My son was due to be born November fifteenth. Yeah. So. The staff made it perfectly clear to everyone there. If Jim is standing in the middle of the field, he pulls out his phone. Don't anyone give yeah. him shit. His wife is having a baby. Right. So, and I actually had got a, got an Apple Watch. Yeah. So you could so that mm -hmm. if I ever got a text, I could just look at the text kind mm -hmm. of surreptitiously, and then if it was something like baby, then I could go. I'm going out of game. Yeah. I'm gonna go out of eyesight, I'm going to mm -hmm. go into a building or I'm going to go somewhere and I'm going to grab a call. Yeah. Um, but you're really expected to, so like just things, sort of leave it be, to and, leave it yeah. be, give yourself two fucking days yeah. unconnected. Everybody knows, you know, mm. it, you, the people that need, you know, let the people who need to know where you are, know where you are mm -hmm. and enjoy your two fucking days. Right. Enjoy your Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, you know, and I say it's two days cause it's usually like, you know, Friday night, Sunday morning, mm -hmm. all of Saturday. That's about two days. Yeah. Enjoy your fucking two days. Take them for yourself. Disconnect. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it's that's the, that, that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say that, um, you know, there are always call, there are always like not so much hand signals as much as words. Um, or like if somebody has a question where it's just like, hey. Yeah. So what you would do at a couple of games I play mm -hmm. um you would either take someone aside and really quick go clarify what does this mean, mm -hmm. and you would try to be as right. You would try to be a, a, as as quiet and to the side about it mm -hmm. as possible, unless you're in the middle of a fight. Someone does something, you're like, clarify what the fuck does that do? Yeah. They're gonna go, oh, it does this. All right, three, two, one, lay on, and mm -hmm. you'll continue. Because um, I'm just thinking, like, one of the last times I went to Vampire, there was an entire room that was just like. We were waiting for something, so it was people just chilling out of yep. game while, like, we were waiting for yep. a storyteller or something. So, like, I don't know if there's, like, you know, oh, hold up the hand signal. They're, so out, they're out of game. Something some like LARPs have, like, an out-of-game cabin or an out-of-game yeah. room where if you need to sit and go and decompress, you can be out of game. Mm -hmm. Most medieval-style LARPs don't. Yeah. It's expected that you stay immersed for for the entire event. Okay. I mean, every now and then something out of game happens. But I'll tell you, like, the most one of the, one of the more common things that you see out of game is if someone's swinging too hard it's like just it's like, like dude hey. ch check your swings mm. check your fucking swings um things like that or if it's if you don't understand a a, a rules question it's like mm -hmm. what does that mean they'll tell you out of game that's fine yeah 
<coughs> if there's an emergency, mm -hmm. you know, or even a, a, a hazard. Yeah. Let's say you're fighting a troll and you're backpedaling and you're about to step into a tiki torch. Mm -hmm. Someone might call a hold. They might call a caution. They might call, you know, a stoppage of game. Right. Or they may just give you a caution. Hey, tiki torch behind you. You're going to, and, and the staff member or whoever's fighting you will let you, mm -hmm. okay, let's turn this 90 degrees. Hey, look, right. now we're yeah. fighting the other direction. Things like that, little out of game things like that are fine. Okay. And that will happen. Mm -hmm. And that's just game mechanics. And that won't bring you out too much. Now, other things, I'm not going to lie to you. When things are slow or quiet every now and then, you might creep into a little bit of out-of-game talk, yeah. but you want to avoid it as much as possible. Mm -hmm. If for anything, because of the people around you and for your own experience. Okay, yeah. Um, but, there, I mean, and, but there are always exceptions and situations, but it's all about what's appropriate and what's yeah. necessary. Um, usually want to, you know, so that's that's one thing. Um, and not all players, um, adhere to that as well as others, mm -hmm. but to the point where they might, you know, someone may be talking out a game all the time and a player may go, Hey, clarify or Hey, keep it in game. Right. Okay. Or please keep it in game. Yeah. Um, other people had to pull out their phone. Someone else might go, witchcraft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so. Just, you know, that, that's, the whole point is it's supposed to be as immersive as possible. Mm, right. But again, it's immersive, you know, but there, there's, you know, there should be no pretension involved. Yeah. You know, you know yeah. It, it, there's practicality. Mm. Um, and like I said to the staff, I'm like, listen, my wife is, and, you know, like I have a position at that game, um, at the game I play, I'm what's called a player representative. So I'm there to um, kind of be a liaison between players mm. and staff. But also, I run the town's tavern, mm -hmm. and that's there's a logistic to that as well. Besides just a character thing, there's an yeah. actual. I actually run mm -hmm. the town's tavern. So if you know, if I'm not going to be there, I got to let staff know. Yeah, hell, I had a schedule because mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm not. I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be able to buy the food. I'm not going to be able to buy the drink. I'm not going to be able right. to bring the stuff in. Mm -hmm. You got to find somebody else to do it. So they obviously want me to be there. I mm -hmm. want to be there. So I said, "Listen, guys, uh, you know." I, I want to come, mm. but you know, my wife is nine months pregnant mm -hmm. and is due, is due in two weeks. Right. This game is only a half an hour from the house. Mm. So, you know, if I need to get back, if I need to get back, I said, yeah. I said, but you gotta know I'm going to have my phone on me and I always have my phone on me mm -hmm. no matter what. I always have my right. phone on me. I just don't take it out. Yeah. But it's like, I'm going to have my phone on me and I have my phone and I, I, I've got my watch. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to, you know, have it vibrate. I'm not going to have any noise. Mm -hmm. But if my phone vibrates and I, you know, and I check my watch and I take it out, I, I have to have it on me and I may yeah. have to take it out. Mm -hmm. And they're like, dude, you're having a baby. Shut the fuck up. Don't worry about right. it. Douche. So it's like, all right. So that's what I would say. That's so immersion. Yeah. That's a really, that's actually a really good question as well. Look at you with your bad self. That's I'm just, question. yeah. I'm thinking about like the experience as a whole. And like I said, a lot of my knowledge of this comes from like movies where like, Half the time, there's somebody in the movie who would just be like, "Hold, this is supposed to happen." And then the the other dude is just like, "Shut up." Yeah, no, you, you, that happens as little as possible. Right. Yeah. Um, one other thing is, you know, stick larps. I hate calling them that because they're really not. Mm -hmm. But the, well, medieval combat larps, we'll we'll say in this case, um, 
and the games that I play specifically that are role play heavy and big fantasy, um, they don't, um, they don't narrate. Yeah. What you see is what you get. As you know, so what you're seeing in front of you is yeah. You have to wrap your head around the 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 imagination part, Hmm. but um, if some dude is a troll, he's going to look as much like he's going to have the mask. He's going to have the mask on. He's going to yeah. If you know, no one's going to come out and go, "I am a troll." No, Mm. it's what the fuck is that? That's a fucking troll. He's how can he tell? Well, he's well, he's got green skin, big ears, and a big nose. He's Mm. got the witch's mask on. Fucking kill it. You know, it's you know, yeah. So, um. Yeah, nothing. A whole mm. lot isn't narrated um, yeah. because that's not that style. Mm. Um, so rules lawyering happens mm. at games. Um, staff usually shuts that shit down. Mm. Um, you're certainly not going to argue in yeah. the middle of the games. If you if you got if some if you think you got fucked, you go to a staff member out of game. Go, hey man, this fucking happened. Mm. Um, I don't know how you want to deal with it, and then they'll fucking deal with it. Yeah. But no, standing there in the middle, it just you're just it, it's you're just gonna sit there and just so, ruin people's experience. Talking immersion and going back. There's yeah. a tavern in town. Yep. Is a beer in the tavern? No, uh, unless it's the kind of game where there is beer in right. the tavern. Um, the games I play are all alcohol free. Okay. So I run the. tavern. I figure that's probably a good. So idea, I run the tavern. Like, yeah. What does that mean? Um, I serve a lot of soda. Mm. <laughs> I serve. Um, ciders. I serve um, sparkling grape juice. Mm. I serve things that interesting look things close things, to things that are yeah. a decent analog for alcohol. Right. Um, one of the things I serve is called Troll's Blood, mm. which uh, is V eight with a shots of V eight with a bunch of Tabasco in it. <laughs> and uh, you know, if someone's like, "Oh, I have a Troll's Blood," I'll ask them, "How angry do you want it?" Like extremely angry. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's right. a lot of fucking Tabasco. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know. Again, it, it's and it's actually to be honest. Oh, although at the game I play, um, Dwarven Ale is actually Odul's. It's near. Oh yeah. Um, so like point zero one percent. Right. People love it, yeah. but yeah. Um, what I would say is, um, I almost like that as opposed mm. to alcohol, not only because of safety, yeah. but because I have to use my imagination, right, yeah. you know, and anything that keeps your imagination, keeps your, right. your id engaged, keeps you, keeps you in it. Yeah. yeah it keeps you engaged. Um, I, I think it just, it breeds, mm. it breeds creative role play. Yeah. So that's a good question. It's a good question. So like. Just hypothetically, go for it. Saying, let's say I do roll into town and decide I'm going to treat myself, get my soup and ale. When I get an ale, what am I getting? Um, you want a light ale or a dark ale? Dark. This is this is a fantasy quest. You want yeah. a light ale or a dark ale? Dark. Oh, uh, you get a root beer. Okay. And if I get a light ale, ginger it's... ale. You want a slender ale? <laughs> you get diet coke. I made that up. Yeah. I made up slender ale just so that there could be some diet coke around. What do you think I yeah. drank all fucking? Yeah. Um, yeah, um, you want house wine, mm. you get red Kool-Aid or yellow or lemonade. Mm. You want fine wine, you probably get a bottle of um, sparkling grape juice or mm. I give you a, gla- a, a cup of sparkling grape mm. juice. Um, you want elven wine, who the fuck, it could be some, it's usually yeah. some weird con- weird wine that I, like I'll right. go to like um, World Market and buy like elderberry fucking mm. wine or something like that. Um, yeah, so there are, alleg- yeah, 
Okay. There are there are analogs. For so it, when people are walking in, they are ordering. They're getting like, food. They're saying like ale or wine or saying things like that, and it's yeah. They walk up. Yeah. They, they walk up. You know, can I can I get a dark ale? Mm. All right, three bits, please. Give me your money, and I give you a a, a, mm. pew, a, a pewter esque mug full of root beer. And do they? I mean, this is starting to get into just fantasy questions. Yeah, that's fine. Like, so like. With Vampire, we have our cards that are like, you know, our boon cards and stuff like mm-hmm. that, that we take home and do all that stuff. If you make money at Fantasy Quest, are you keeping it or do you have to keep track of what you have and then you get it? Oh, no, I, 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 you're responsible for your shit. Okay. Oh, yeah. And, I, and I'll, I'll, when, when we go down, I'll show you some stuff. Mm. Um, good question. Yeah. And at all games, you're, you're usually yeah. responsible for your That's what I figured, but yeah. just like, yeah. yeah. Any, any final, any final question or comment? So this is a, this is a question based on the character that I'm building because if he's going to be using bow and arrow, what is a buffer arrow like? Okay. So it depends on the game. Right. Um, I will tell you one of the most common ones, which is also what fantasy quest uses. Mm. Um, fantasy quests rules are no bow can be mm. more than a 25 pound draw mm. and you can only in most cases draw a uh, half draw right a buffer arrow mm-hmm. is um a standard wood arrow that um has had the tip taken off mm-hmm. and is fitted with a specially constructed buffer tip okay um i think that i think fq is play testing the sport buffer arrows mm-hmm. um but they're very expensive. Yeah. Those, those arrows are very expensive. Also, those are probably not going to work because they're graphite right. or they're not wood. I'm imagining, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, the animated movie, The Swan Princess. I have not. Um, it's a good movie. Uh, but they have a scene where they're getting ready to hunt down this great beast that apparently has, you know, kidnapped this princess and, and things like that. And um, they essentially play paintball with bows and arrows and they have these big... Yep, stuffed cloth tips that are coated in a color, so that when they hit something, it just sort of bounces off of them. And so I'm showing Joe a photo. This is an example of someone with a a 25 pound uh, draw bow and a boffer arrow. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So um, like a big bean bag on the front of it or something. Yeah. I mean, basically, you, you take. Uh, there's uh, most games have very specific mm-hmm. um, construction yeah. instructions. Um, but it's effectively, you've got, um, it's tipped with, you know, part of the pipe foam and then some open cell foam to mm-hmm. some very specific, and you're not shooting super hard. Yeah. So, um, although I've seen very few, I've never seen a serious, mm-hmm. serious injury at a game. Right. But I did see one semi-gruesome, mm-hmm. semi-gruesome. And it had to do with an arrow. And it was with an arrow. But I'll tell you what it was, and this was years ago, a player, she, um, had a shield. She mm-hmm. was fighting sword and board. She had a shield. And someone shot an arrow at her. Mm-hmm. And usually, if you have a shield, what you would just do is you would just, bink, hold yeah. the shield. For some reason, she didn't mean to. She picked up the shield a little bit, and it skipped off. The sh- she picked it up just enough. The arrow skipped off the shield, hit her right in the eye. Uh, she, and it was, mm-hmm. she had a huge, she ended up with a big shiner. Big black eye, yeah. Big shiner. But, I was like, holy, for a minute, I was like, holy. shit and all right last question go for it is it very common to wear a cup 
Um, I've never worn a cup to a game. Okay. I've been hitting the nuts. Yeah. But, I mean, if you want to wear a cup, you can. I wouldn't. I just figured it might be a thing because people are swinging shit around. Um, most of the games I play, are, I'm assuming most of the games I play are aren't, aren't full the, contact. Yeah. Um, mm. uh, most the so most games, um, allow anywhere except for the naughty bits right. and the head. Mm. Um, Fantasy Which Quest, Fantasy yeah. Quest allows um, <clears throat> anything except for the groin area, mm. head. Um, and you shouldn't be aiming for um, the hands. Right. Um, to try to get them to drop. Right. Them. There are other ways to get somebody. Believe mm-hmm. I, I can disarm someone of a sword without hitting their hands. Right. And I can do it without using any kind of goofy LARP skills. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you just take it and you bind the sword a certain way. And you can, mm-hmm. you, they just they just lose grip of it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's what. Yeah, there's definitely. I, I've never worn a cup to a game. Mm-hmm. I've been hitting the nuts. It's not that bad. Yeah. Um, I've been hitting the fucking f- straight up in the face before. Mm. That's not pleasant. I mean, sometimes it's like, ah, you hit me in the head, you fucking douche. Yeah. Another time, someone just fucking just hauls off and yeah. gets you good, and it hurts you, but they're just usually mortified. Yeah. They're like, oh. nut shots too. They're just, yeah. oh my god, I'm so sorry. Can't believe I did that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you don't you don't see it that often. Right. Okay. I mean, if you're really paranoid about it and want to wear a cup, go ahead. Mm. But I wouldn't want to walk around the woods all weekend with a no, goddamn yeah, that's, athletic that's supporter. Some, that's some swamp. Yeah. That's some swamp juice yeah. waiting to happen. So I wouldn't. So. Anything else? That's that's all I got. It's good stuff. Hey, if you guys have questions about uh, LARPing or role-playing or mm-hmm. things like that, um, give us a shout at couchcrouches at gmail.com um, or drop us a message on yeah. Twitter or Facebook. And hey, if you want to be a part of it, you can play fantasy quest <laughs> you can start with me absolutely so i, I we, we, we you know i know that the game would love to have you um so what we'll do now is we're going to go over to uh mail mail yeah um and we will just take a look here who we have oh is there an image no that's fine so this turned out to be a longer episode than we thought it was going to be. That's do cool. Do you want me to pull up the one from Twitter, or do you have it already? No, why don't you pull it up while right. I, uh, while I, while we hit Doug's theme song? Yeah. All right. So this one comes from Doug. He emails us at couchgrouches at gmail.com. Um, complete 180 from what we've been talking about today. Um, Doug says... How do you think it's best to combat misinformation? Mm. Do you find yourself calling out older Facebook friends on how essential oils don't take the place of modern medicine? Do you find yourself hotlinking to Snopes.com only to be refuted as Snopes is obviously owned and controlled by the left wing and mainstream media? Here's another thing. Are you out of your mind, you old bastards? Crying out against the mainstream media while quoting Fox News is essentially the same thing as falling for it in real life. I have to agree. Mm. How are you so... so this is, I think Doug is going off on a fucking rant here. Uh, Doug's seen some, seen some shit on the internet. Oh, there's week. more. <laughs> fucking Doug. 
How are you so goddamn uptight and resistant to change that you have to rally against anyone who has different opinion despite the fact that the housing market collapsed, screwing tons of Gen X Y folks, which wasn't caused by millennials? Oil spills weren't caused by the greed of millennials. Jesus Christ, we just want to be left alone and allowed to play Pokemon Go in peace. <laughs> Sorry Applebee's isn't surviving without our business. Sorry they can no longer afford to pay off the health inspector anymore without us pretending to enjoy fucking riblets and shitty knockoffs of other foods like they're deep fried onion bullshit. <laughs> Go drink your Budweiser and slob over Hannity's knob, but don't pretend you're, you're like you're in the know and we're all sheep just because you finally figured out how to hit share on your Facebook. The same Facebook that's actively stealing your information and makes it super easy for legitimate foreign hackers to open up credit cards in your name because you want to make sure your old drinking buddies from school can find you in your old by your own phone number. But yeah. What do you do when you come across it? I'm just so goddamn tired of it. All the best, Doug. Doug, that is the best email That's you've ever great. sent us. That's fucking fantastic. That is the best goddamn email you've ever sent us. <laughs> the photo that you sent, by the way, didn't come through. So if you want to send it to me again and let me know what it was, I I, I want to know. Um, Doug, your 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 gripe is 100 in the center of my heart, and That's I love well it. Well founded. Um. So, how do you best miss? How do you best combat misinformation? Um, the problem is willful ignorance. Mm -hmm. um, you can't inform someone who has already made a decision, right, on what you know, is accurate and what is not. Um, it's, it's a really rough question. It's a really tough question. How do you combat, but how do you combat with it? it just flood with as much fact as possible. Yeah. Um, you know, but the fact is, you know, you look at the, uh, the, the, you know, the one that automatically comes to my mind and should come to everybody's mind is vaccinations. Yes. Yeah. There was just a big study done it, that definitively yes. proved that vaccinations do not cause autism. And yet, and yet, right. and you can take these people and you can show them years of medical data. Mm -hmm. They'll, they'll call out big pharma. Mm -hmm. They'll, uh, you know, they, they'll give you every reason why you're wrong every reason yeah. why you're wrong and then cite Jenny McCarthy as some kind of goddamn, right. you know, uh, resource. I mean, the it, fact is it's been disproven mm. the science and science from all over the place backs it up. Right. You know, um, the, the article that it originally stemmed from was already retracted and said that it was wrong years ago. I mean, the guy, the guy, guy was disbarred. Yeah. He was disgraced. I mean, I just, 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 it's you know. the, it's the fucking, um, stupid science bitch speech from always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. It's, it's the, the, these people are just going to come back at you where with fucking, you know, well, you know, uh, fucking Plato was the smartest person of all time when, when he was around, but then it was disproven because, you know, he thought that the, 
world revol or the sun revolved around the earth instead of the other way around. Like smart people are wrong all the time. And it's just like, fuck off. There's though. one thing. Okay. So there's a difference between, you know what? My, my uh, answer to that stance mm. is you don't have to be intelligent to know the truth. Yes. I agree. Because the truth is the truth, whether you're stupid or not. Mm. Okay? Um, it's a nice thing about facts. I mean, that's, I mean, <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson, you know, and who is currently still in some shit. Um, but and a great quote. That's the great thing about science. It's mm. true whether you believe it or not. Right. Um, it's, you know, and Gonzo and I did that fucking episode where we talked about flat earthers. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been definitively proven there are pictures. Oh, well, those pictures are doctored and NASA this and yeah. NASA that. Jesus Christ. I mean, how do you combat it, Doug? You just flood it with as much inform- yeah. real information as possible mm-hmm. and hope that the people whom these idiots are misinforming, that at least some of them mm-hmm. will go, oh, that is bullshit. This is the truth. Um, Yes, I call out members of my family on a regular basis. Mm. Um, I have, I've ended relationships with people over this shit. Um, My uncle's new girlfriend, I just found out, she has this whole big thing where it's like, she does the like, she has this like specific diet where she won't eat certain things because she doesn't know like what chemicals co- what chemicals go into them and shit like that. And I recently found out that she uses a vape pen. And I was like, oh my fucking god! Are you, f- are you fucking serious? Are you, f- are you fucking serious right now? <laughs> it's ridiculous. All right, um, Doug. Great question. Yeah. Great rant. I would love to have you on the show and have you read that rant we at some get point. get Doug on the show. Listen, Doug lives in Boston, yeah. so maybe we can get him on the phone one night. We could do that or we, we could have him call in. Or we get like a we get like a weekend. Could like a weekend or something like that. Yeah. Doug, we, we'd love to have you on the show. I've said it before. We'll say it yeah. again. Um, I believe the one that you have, I also have um, from the same person. Okay. Do you want to do that first? Do I guess we'll do, do his first. Maybe it's the same question. Um, his question is, I don't think it is. No, I think, I think his is very, is his, the one you have is D and D specific, right? Yes. Okay. No. So Dan hits us on, uh, couch grouches at gmail.com. He says, you are all lovers of TV and movies. So let's make a hypothetical choice due to some disaster. You have to spend the next 15 to 25 years in a bunker. Let's say it's comfortable, well-stocked, and has a steady supply of energy. You're only able to bring one movie and one TV series, the whole series. What do you bring? Okay. One movie, I bring Raiders of the Lost Ark because it's a perfect film. You can watch it over and over and Mm -hmm. over again. Uh, And one series, I bring, I mean, shit. You could go big and say, like, I bring, like, The Simpsons. Right. Because yeah, there's 25 nice. goddamn seasons of that. Um, or I just bring the, you know, I don't even bring the whole series. I bring the four, first uh, four seasons of Babylon 5 and mm. watch them over and over and over again. There you go. Um, any of those perfect movies, Raiders of the Lost Ark, um, the first Iron Man, mm. the first Captain America. What do you think? Uh, the Great Escape, great movie. TV series... So I've I've watched through the entirety of 
castle like (laughs) (laughs) more times than I mean at least the first three seasons I've watched probably at least like ten times over Um, I loved that show gotta get your fill in that show was really fucking well written from episode one good cast well written up until the last season which I I could leave that I could leave that DVD outside the bunker that's fine Um, movies one movie just one movie. Uh, oh, shit. I'd bring Shawshank, I think. Oh, I don't know, man. That's a rough one. The movie one's rough. I would bring... I feel like I would want to bring, like, a comedy or something. I would I would bring Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Fair enough. I feel like I could watch that movie and laugh at it maybe I would pretty bring, much every time. Maybe I would bring Scott Pilgrim like, versus the World. That's a great movie, too. Groundhog Day? Because you can relate to it so well, because you're doing the same I mean, shit. Groundhog every day. day is my favorite movie. Yeah. Um, what was the other one I was thinking of? Shit. Forty year old virgin. Mm-hmm. I can laugh at that fucking. Wow, Dan, that's a hard question. Shut that's, up, Dan. What's your other question? So no. Dan's other question that he tweets at us at Couch Grouch is on Twitter. Um, any thoughts on the new Artificer class UA? Uh, I miss Thunder Cannon really bad. I, I totally missed played for a one shot. At this point, it's just a one-shot. It was supposed to be a full campaign, but it sort of fell apart when the DM realized how hard it was to DM. Uh, but he's been learning, so hopefully he brings that campaign back. I played a Thunder Cannon uh, Artificer. The one I made for your game that you're never going to run is a Thunder Cannon ar- Artificer. No, it's not going to happen. Um, um, but I like this new Artificer. It feels very much more of a support class yes like it 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 feels like a bard yeah no i agree with you i agree with you artificer was very um i mean it was overpowered Hmm. it was well it wasn't really overpowered but it was um it did too much well Hmm. um whereas this kind of balances it a bit more to make it something more dedicated because i mean honestly Fifth Ed D and D does a really good mm-hmm. job of that, um, whereas Third Ed didn't. Yeah. I mean, honestly, um, and they say that you this is any, probably you know, going to be the final iteration. And it'll be it. interesting to, yeah. to 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 see if that's what it's going to um, be. Although I will say, the last few UAs have been pretty fucking. The they just redid the races. It was like uh, Changeling, Warforged, and like that. Yeah. The new Warforged UA, I want to fucking play a Warforged. I didn't see it. So goddamn. They they made sub-races for the Warforged. Oh, that's cool. And one of them is the Envoy. So the there are two that are, like, built for war, essentially. There's, like, a rogue-type one that's more sneaky, and there's, like, a big tank one. And then there's the Envoy, which was made to have... You get an extra language, you get a tool set, and you get, like... It's a robot that's built for it's your C3PO mixed with R2D2, basically. Sure. sure. Um, and I have so many ideas just based on that concept alone of like the robot that. I mean, my concept for a character in that is he was a robot that was built to build better robots. <laughs> that's awesome. And then as soon as they had the better robots, he was kind of cast out. Aww. The the so arcane sad. core was supposed to die out and it just didn't, so he's just been wandering. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> so 
next time anybody starts a game, if you allow a UA, it's probably going to be my character. Hook a brother up. Unless they release a book that has it in it, in which case. You never know. I will do it anyway. So I think that was a pretty good show. Yeah. I was pretty happy with that show. I like that show. Um, so I don't know. What did you think of the show, people? Joe, how can they let us know? Well, you can let us know. Uh, you can email us, couchcrouches at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash couchcrouches. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at couchcrouches. Find us on iTunes, couchcrouchespodbean.com slash couch... Or is it podbean.com slash couchcrouches? I believe it is. Okay. And, you know... Just go to Podbean and look up couchcrouches. Yes. We're the only one. It's yep. the one that's black and white with the talking head. It's true. And, uh... Gonzo's Black Magic Corner. Have you contacted the demons yet? Crickets. 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 Um, and what the hell, just because we haven't used it all fucking, mm. all all night long. Yeah. I think instead of the theme song, we'll go out on this. All right, we'll call it. So for uh, for Couch Crouches, we thank you for, uh, for listening today and uh, hope to hear you back next week. So again, for Couch Crouchers, this is Jim. I'm Joe. Fuck on, audience. I got a little thrown there. <laughs>